Okay, let's see if this works. All right, I'm in the green. I refreshed everything. The audio should be on. <laughs> we got 1,600 people in here. <laughs> Me and my streams, honey. That's YouTube. User error. There's always some mess going on. Give me just a moment here. Why is this not playing? Okay, there we go. And I can see myself. Okay, just waiting for more people to get in here. It looks like it refreshed. It's actually in the green, surprisingly enough. It shouldn't have ended because I'm still live. Can you guys see and hear me? Because people are talking about it ended. Let me refresh and see what's going on. Hold on. Okay, y'all can? All right. Hey, cowboy is what I want. Okay, good. <laughs> y'all can see and hear me. Great. Oh, it's always some issues. I was saying that the issue with Streamlabs OBS is that they have Twitch as my primary, and it should be YouTube. So I've been trying to work with them to, you know what I'm saying, to switch it because I paid for a year license. And they're playing crazy like, oh, we'll go in there and do this and click this and remove that. And I've done their steps, and it's still not working. So um, if they don't switch my primary to YouTube, I will be calling my bank and getting back my full 150. Like I'm tired of these companies and you know, they little scamming efforts. They want to play crazy when you can't do certain things on their platform. So anyway, so I'm back on the original OBS. So we'll see how this works. Okay. It's in the green. We have about almost 2000 people in here. So hopefully it'll be a, a good stream. But happy Sunday to everybody. Thank you guys for joining me. Um, let me go ahead. There was somebody who sent the super chat in the last stream. Um, Lady Wiggy. She says, hey, T, I love you, love you, love you. You are dope as F. Thank you for your hard work and staying true to what you believe in. Never change. Thank you so much. Thank you for the $20 super chat. I really appreciate it. And I am definitely going to be the same old T in my genuine voice. I see my song. Same OG. <laughs> so um, in the last live stream I did, that live stream was, um, was privated. Hold on. What happened? Who was Kenneth? We got to boost somebody out of here. I just seen somebody say, bye, Kenneth. Nobody cares. I don't know who that is. But um, in the last live stream that I did about Joe Budden, I ended up making that private. Just because I woke up to a lot of just disgusting energy, people who did not watch the live stream, they basically went off of the title and because they don't like Joe and they hate all black men, the, the comment section just turned into this whole toxicity of I'm making excuses for Joe, I'm, I'm supporting his abusive behavior, just a bunch of bullshit, you know, just, just people who just ran across the, the stream, refused to watch the full hour when the first 20 minutes of the stream I'm telling two personal stories of two women that I personally knew who were killed by their abusers. So what I did, because what I've noticed with people on YouTube, they're so thirsty to be first. 
They're so thirsty to get likes. So they'll just write whatever, even if it has nothing to do with the topic at hand, even if it has, if it's nothing but falsehoods to what was in the live stream. So I made it private. So that way, no, there, there's no chatting. I don't play when it comes to the subject of abuse and, you know, things like that. And I'm not going to have people spin false narratives. So if you want to hear it, it's on the podcast. Because with the podcast, there's no engagement. There's no, oh, I'm first or, you know, let me just write whatever for hearts and likes. You have to fully listen to the stream. So it's still up. I'm, I'm never going to, you know, walk back anything I've said. But I will change it if I see the comment section is just on some bullshit. So I privated the video. That's why it's privated. You can find the full stream on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Yeah, that like really, we talked about it in the Discord, so all my Discord members know what's up. Um, and shout out to everybody who came to my first Zoom meeting. We had an awesome time. And we had like over 100 people show up. At the time, we could only let in 100. <coughs> so everybody who couldn't get in, we're in the waiting room. And then as soon as, like, if you happen to lose connection or you accidentally clicked off the page, it booted you off and it brought the next person into the um, Zoom meeting. So it was, you know, the first meeting was kind of chaotic, but we were online for like three and a half hours. No interruption, no trolling. I had such a fun time. Put a teacup in the comment section if you, if you made it to the Zoom live stream that we did on Thursday. It was lit and it was just so awesome to like match people's faces to their screen names. And I got a chance to see a lot of you guys. I'm like Almighty Coven and a lot of my mods were there and, you know, just tea sippers. It was just a really awesome experience. So we're going to be doing that again. And I prefer to be able to talk on Zoom because, like I said, it wasn't all this glitching. And, you know, I have fast Internet. I have the top equipment. And you notice on Zoom, we talked for three and a half hours with no issues. No issues. We played music. We played trivia games. We had a damn good time. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what's up with YouTube. But like I said, if it gets to the point where my streams keep being, you know, just messed with, then we'll just go to Zoom. Now, I did upgrade the package. Like I said, all this stuff that I'm doing is not free. But I'm investing the money, the stuff I'm getting from the membership, I'm investing it right back into my Discord platform. So I ended up upgrading the meeting room, being that 100 people was just not enough. It was so many people who couldn't get in, and they wanted to get in. So I upgraded it to 500. Um, then there's another package that's at 1,000. I don't want to upgrade to that until we know how many people will be coming to the Zoom parties, the Zoom game nights, how many people will be coming on a regular basis. I don't want to pay for 1,000 if we only have 300 people coming on a regular basis. So we're going to start with 500. So when we do the next trivia game night, we'll also be doing karaoke. Um, I'll be posting more information in the um, Discord. So we're going to be doing a lot of interactive stuff. Just remember, once we post the link, it's first come, first serve. So you want to jump on there right away. So, but yeah, I had an awesome time just getting to know so many of you guys. And just thank you guys so much for just your kind words. Like, you know, we shed tears and then we had a prayer. Like, that was just awesome. So thank you guys so much. Um, let's see. Okay, so we have a lot of teacups in here. So a lot of y'all got a chance to come. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, let me see here. Um, Dante Sim 499 says, Hey T, thanks for the positive energy that you bring. 
You really be making me feel better when I'm down. Love you, T. Keep shining. Love you, too, and thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming through. Um, Fly Away sent 499. She says, would you be interested in being a guest lecturer for my online college classes? Um, you have to email my manager. She goes through any of those invites. Um, she has to kind of, you know, see what it's about, what the college is about, what they want me to say. So email and then she will handle that. I don't do any of my own bookings. So everything goes through her. But thank you so much. Um, let's see here. Nunu Sky says, I'm a new member and YouTube messed up my shout out. Hey, T, love everything about you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat and welcome to the Discord. I definitely appreciate that. Um, let's see here. D Thomas sent $14.99. Thank you so much, D Thomas. I appreciate it. Thank you, Carmo Unicorn. So before we get on to the show, we got about 3,000 people in here now so we can get started. But before I get started, I want to once again, because I had to private the, the Joe Budden video because of all the, the low vibrational energy. So I'm going to show y'all on here once again on this stream how to join the membership and then where the Discord link will be posted in case you weren't able to catch it during the Joe Budden stream. So um, give me just a second here to pull up everything that I need. Make sure I have all this stuff pulled up here. Let me pull up my display. Okay, you guys. So this is my YouTube channel. So that's all you have to do is go to my YouTube page. Type in Lovely TTV. <coughs> to join the membership, you just click join. And then here is where you would join for $4.99. That would get you to the Discord. Um, you can join here. You can join on Patreon. Then what you do is you have to click on the community tab. So this is where you're going to find the link. And I change the link um, once a day. It only lasts 24 hours. So I will update it. This is for members only. So if you're not a member, you're not going to see any of the stuff that I post in here. Once you become a member, you'll be able to see it. So I usually go in here and I update the link. You just click on here. This is a um, this link does not work. It's invalid. But the new one that I'm going to put in here after this stream will be valid and then you'll be able to join Discord. So that is how that works. Okay, so I explained that. So we are good to go. So for people who are wondering, because like I said, the last stream had to be privated, and it had the information on the last stream. Um, let's see here. Are you guys having issues with the chat? Okay, it looks like everything is working. Let me see. Are you guys getting kicked out? I'm seeing some comments about YouTube is kicking people out. Let me see. I see it's kind of like freezing a little bit. Okay, now it's refreshing. Let's see. Twitch is down. Yeah, I'm not streaming on Twitch. I'm only streaming on YouTube because the other OBS is not working. Okay, so everything is fine. Okay. Okay, good. Whew. All right, good. Everything is fine. We just did the little walkthrough. So let's go ahead and get to today's stories. It's been a lot of stuff going on I've been keeping up with. Um, let me pull up my notes here. 
So we got to talk about this whole T.I. situation. That's T.I. with the two dots. Okay. So yesterday I did my podcast with Jeanne and we had a, it was an amazing podcast. I had a good time and I think a lot of people really enjoyed it. Okay. YouTube, come on. Like, oh, so I think a lot of people really enjoyed it. Um, we talked a lot about, um, you know, educational stuff, financial stuff, um, we talked about the PPP loans, the frauds that a lot of people are getting involved in and how they're cracking down. So it was so crazy because after we put up the podcast, literally maybe like two hours later, I start getting messages all in my DMs on Instagram and um, on Discord. And everybody's hit me up like, oh, my God, you are so right. T.I. just got popped for a cryptocurrency fraud. So this entire situation is a hot damn mess. And this is why I was saying everything. You know what I mean? The, the, the king, a.k.a. the CEO of damn Wakanda. This is why I was saying that you can't listen to everybody when it comes to money and finances. Hell, including myself. Don't take my word for nothing I say. You need to do your own research. And too many people out here want to be spoon-fed information. Even in the Discord... Um, there were people like posting, oh, you know, I'm buying stock. You should go ahead and get this stock or invest in this. And we deleted all that stuff. You can't be in the discord giving financial advice. What if the advice is, is wrong? You're not, you know, certified. You're not a CPA. You're not part of the fiduciary group. You can't do that. You know, so we'll always drop, you know, little gems. But at the end of the day, you have to do your own research. You know, you can't expect them. I just feed you advice. So what basically happened is that T.I., um, he was working with this guy. What is it? It's like it's this white dude, which I also find funny because he's so pro-black. So this white dude's been out here basically just scamming folks with this whole cryptocurrency thing. He's been at it for a few years. And so he ended up working his way. Somehow he got a blue check mark and everything, honey. But, you know, you can buy some of that stuff. So he ended up working his way all the way to the top to T.I., and so, and he, the guy was an Atlanta film producer. So he's not a banker. He's not a CPA. He's not anybody who's certified in, you know, in finance, let alone cryptocurrency. And basically he was able to get TI and TI's team to promote his business to millions of people. We know TI has a huge following. And that's what I was saying yesterday, that he has to be responsible for the things that he says. You can't tell people to go take stolen PPE money and go buy property. That That's stupid. They're literally leading themselves to get popped by the IRS, you know? And then on top of that, he was making it seem like it was so complicated to get an LLC. No, it's not. Like, what are you talking about? So that's why I was so frustrated with the stupid shit he was saying because people believe him because he's just using a bunch of big words and talking. But you can tell by his demeanor and the stuff that he's saying that just does not make sense to people who are financially astute. He has people for that. He has a CPA. He has finance people in his camp, as he should. You know, with the money that he's bringing in as a celebrity, he should definitely have a good financial team. But he needs to let his financial team, the people who are certified in speaking on finance, he needs to allow them to speak. Because now what has happened is that basically he has promoted this cryptocurrency. And a lot of people ran to buy it because it was co-signed by the king of Wakanda. Only to find out this was nothing more than a pyramid scheme. So T.I. is not going to go to jail for this. 
You know, I don't think he should go to jail, you know, but I think people need to be wary of everything that celebrities promote. Just because they promote it doesn't mean that they understand it. I don't think he would. Let me say this, okay? I don't think T.I. went into it maliciously. Like, I'm maliciously going to scam the people of Wakanda. I don't think that's what he did. I think that, you know, he was just in over his head. He thought he knew a little bit about cryptocurrency. There's a white man promoting this. You know, if the white man's ice is colder. If, if there's a white man, you know, who's the face of a company, no need to check. You know, unfortunately, that's how some of us think. You know what I'm saying? So nobody did any background check on this white dude who was a ATL film producer and not a banker. Nobody really checked out his cryptocurrency to see if it was even valid. They just started promoting him and shouting him out. But the worst of it was the fact that he was paid for this. So that's where he also messed up. Because you cannot promote something that you're paid for anymore on Instagram without disclosing it. That is why on Instagram now people have to hashtag ad. So that way if you're telling me like, oh my God, oh, oh, this tea bottle is just amazing. You guys need to go get it. Well, people will run and go get it. But is it fair to say that this is amazing if I'm paying you to say that? Or is it really amazing? So that's why they did that. It all came to a pass because of uh, Kendall Jenner and her little model friends. Remember, they were promoting the fire festival. Oh, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Y'all come, us beautiful models like me and Bella Hadid, we're all going to be there in bikinis. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be eating gourmet food. So because of all the hype that they helped to, you know, to basically um, promote during the fire Festival, everybody thought this was legitimate. Nobody realized that, that Kendall Jenner and her friends were paid millions for that promotion. So after that, the FCC and the, the laws cracked down and they said anything concerning Instagram influencers, you have to put hashtag ad. OK, so now I have to ask if I know this as somebody who's just, you know, a, OK, motorcycle. Oh, that motorcycle's loud. As somebody who's a casual user and I know this, you mean to tell me T.I. who's probably paying his team thousands of dollars to protect him you know from legal stuff why would his team not tell him okay if you're going to promote this you have to disclose that it's an ad that's because they were all on some scamming ass shit you know what i'm saying because why would you not disclose it why would you act like you're part because they were basically making it seem like ti was a partner in this company so they basically have now hit him with $75,000 in fees, and he cannot touch any type of cryptocurrency for the next five years. So it's serious. He's not going to go to jail, but he has been stamped and, you know, as a fraudster, which is not a good look. Let's see here. Um, Aunt Wilson, $20, says, this is why I love you because you are fair. I am no fan of tip, but I agree I don't think that he did it with malice. Stay well, queen. Thank you. And you're, you're so welcome. Thank you for the super chat. Yeah, I would be wrong to be like, oh, he went in with the intentions to scam black people. I don't think he did that. He was just the face of it. And the team around him did not give him good information. They didn't do the research. They didn't make sure that when he and who knows if even if he's the one who typed up the post. I don't know. But whoever typed up the post, they should have known per the new laws. You have to put hashtag ad. 
So it just makes everything seem even more scummy. But I can't necessarily say that all of that was on T.I. Because if he's paying people to help him, they should be doing their job. But again, that's why sometimes it's just better to just kind of double check and triple check stuff yourself as opposed to just, you know, relying on people once you get to a certain position, you know. So the whole thing is very interesting. Um, I don't think I'm that loud. Am I yelling? If I'm loud, once again, turn down your audio. That's all you have to do. Is it my audio or is it YouTube? Because I'm not, I don't even have the mic that close to me. I'm not sure, but if it's really loud, just turn it down a bit on your end. Because then if it's too low, then y'all are crying that it's low. So, okay, I'm not. Okay, perfect. Yeah, just turn it down. You know, so it's a really cool thing on your computer or television, you know, wherever you're watching me. It's called like a remote it's a volume thing. You just, you know, just hit the down button and then my voice will get lower. It's, it's that simple. I promise you it will work. I'm such a sarcastic asshole. <laughs> okay, good. Everybody else is saying the audio sounds great. Okay, great. So let me go ahead and play you guys this um, YouTube video. And they're kind of explaining it further of what T.I. was involved in with his, you know, his financial fraud person. So let me go ahead and play this real quick. Give me just a moment here to pull it up. All right, Mr. Tip Harris. Before I do that, there we go. An Atlanta film producer has been indicted on federal charges connected to a cryptocurrency investment scheme. He's accused of raising millions from investors and spending the money on personal items and using several others including Atlanta rapper T.I. to help promote his business. The U.S. Attorney's Office says Ryan Felton misled investors who thought they were funding an entertainment streaming platform and a new cryptocurrency. Prosecutors say Felton instead used that money for personal use including a $1.5 million home and a 2007 Ferrari that he paid $180,000 cash for. Felton also posed as a potential investor using fake names on internet forums and social media to build excitement for his business, and after the initial coin offering he sold thousands of coins on secondary crypto markets to artificially inflate prices, prosecutors say. A separate Securities and Exchange Commission investigation found rapper-actor Clifford Harris Jr., also known as T.I., promoted Felton's unregistered and fraudulent coin offerings. The SEC found Harris offered and sold tokens on his social media accounts and made false claims about being a co-owner of Felton's company and encouraged his followers to invest. Harris, his social media manager William Sparks Jr., and two Atlanta residents, Chance White and Owen Smith, promoted the tokens without disclosing they received compensation in return. The report says, The SEC complaint against Harris and the others is not criminal but does carry penalties. Harris is required to pay $75,000 in a civil penalty and he is not to participate in the sale of digital asset securities for the next five years. The case against Felton is criminal and is now being investigated by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. All right, Shaw. <laughs> Yes, I hit y'all with the robot voice, honey, because I, I guess the mainstream media 
they're scared to touch this story because I haven't really seen like video of like the news down in ATL. You know, they report everything else. So I don't know. All they did was report on it, but there was like no other like news outlet. So the one I could find was the damn robot, the Android voice. (laughs) So again, this white man wasn't registered. He didn't have no type of like paperwork. And somehow he was able to weasel his his way in to T.I.'s crew and be promoted. You know, so this is insane. This is why you have to really watch, you know what I'm saying, people's actions. Anybody can get online and sound smart and say a bunch of mush mouth shit that they read in prison, okay? We see it all the time in the hood. But you got to watch their moves. Like, is this person really financially smart? And, like, I, I've just seen too many videos of T.I. trying to give advice. Just just dead-end solutions. Just like the stupid-ass Gucci boycott. So we're going to boycott Gucci. Okay, cool. Most of the people who are boycotting it couldn't afford this shit anyway, so that was done. But, okay, fine. We're all going to boycott Gucci. We're not going to wear Gucci anymore. Then what? So instead of taking that momentum and saying, okay, in replace of not wearing Gucci and supporting this racist white brand, how about we promote black designers? How about we promote black people who, you know, who sew and, you know, create costumes and things like that? That would have made more sense to just than to just say we're boycotting Gucci for three months. Because then after that three months, what happened? Everybody slowly started wearing Gucci again. So it didn't solve anything. So it's like he always puts out these half-ass, you know, social media pro-black attempts, and it just does not work. Just like the advice yesterday just really bothered me because you're just telling people, you know, instead of y'all going with all that PPP money and buying Gucci and, you know, going to the Louis store and buying minks, y'all need to go buy land. What? As if land is going for $1,000 a share and all you need is a, is a damn pole. Let me just go get a flag and just stick it in the ground. I own this. Christopher Columbus, bitch. <laughs> That's how he was acting. Like, you just need a flagpole. Just, just find some random land and just put a stake in the land. This isn't the 1800s. What are you talking about? So when I heard that, I'm like, this dude is a goofy. Like, who is people actually listening to this? Then, of course, I go to his comments, preach, brother. I'm trying to buy me some land right now. Oh, okay. With $1,200 a month additional, if you're even lucky to get that. Okay, good luck. (laughs) So, I mean, like I said, just be careful who you follow. A lot of folks love titles, you know, and, and they like to act so financially astute. You always want to do your own research. I don't care if it's T.I. with two dots, T with no dots. The Boyce Watkins guy, half of y'all be saying he be scamming. I don't know because I don't check for him. Or even Susie Ordman. I remember a lot of people used to praise her for years. Oh, she was the big financial white lady on television. She'd cuss you out and tell you what you need to do, you know what I'm saying, to get yourself out of debt. And then come to find out, she really didn't have a finance background. She basically schemed and scammed and ended up getting a lot of people into debt with her bullshit advice. That is why she's no longer on the air. But you notice the mainstream doesn't talk about that. But they pushed this woman down everybody's throats for years and had her shaming people when she was no better than the people that she was trying to shame. 
So yeah, just always do your own research. You know, when especially when it comes to your money, you you can't you can't leave your money to other people to tell you what to do with it. That's why I was like, oh, we're not having anybody giving financial advice on my Discord. We're not doing that because I can't. I'm not in there twenty four seven. I don't know what advice is being dolled out, and I would feel shitty as hell, and it would fall back on me if somebody was giving bad advice. They go and take the, their money or money that they've been saving and they go put in the stock market or go do this with it. And then the shit backfires. Then it's like, oh, I found this out on T's platform and then I'm the bad guy. So, no, everybody go do your own research. You know what I'm saying? And try and better yourself financially and stop looking for people to lead you. It's that simple. Um, let me go ahead and read this. Jessica Ferguson says, love you, auntie. Um, seeing you makes lives, seeing your lives make my day. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you for coming through. Happy Sunday. Um, London girl. She says, let me get a thousand dollars worth of land in a large shake. <laughs> thank you for the super chat. That's exactly how he was acting. Like it was just that easy. Like you didn't need real paperwork. It, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to buy property, to buy land. You know, it, it takes a whole lot. Let me see here. Jasmine Ward sent five. She says, here it is. Come get this money. Teriyaki Tina before YouTube crashes again. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jasmine. Thanks for coming through, sis. Um, Luza Pedro sent $4.99. Thank you, Luza. Um, Radiant sent $2. Thank you, Radiant Sunshine. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Lola Johnson says, T's a mess. I am. <laughs> um, Holistic Healing says, Tia, you're going to talk about cuties. It's crazy. No, not on this stream. I've talked about it already. You know, it's it, it's funny now. Like, I talked about this two weeks ago. Me and my um, my conspiracy homie, Miss Emily, she came on my podcast, and we talked about this before it went mainstream. Now it's mainstream. Now it's trending. Now folks are talking about boycott Netflix. Honey, we talked about this two weeks ago on this channel. You know what I mean? So I already stated my feelings about it. Um, me personally, am I canceling Netflix? No. I didn't cancel this shit for Monique. I damn sure ain't gonna cancel it for cuties. I'm not interested in watching cuties because I've seen some of the snippets of the dancing. And honestly, a lot of the dancing that those little girls are doing are the same dance moves I see on TikTok. So I find it very interesting. But yeah, I'm not canceling my Netflix. We're still waiting for Stranger Things fourth season to appear. <laughs> One of my favorite shows on Netflix. But yeah, hopefully, you know, like I said, they'll they'll figure out that situation. But again, a lot of that falls back on the parents. Why would you want your 11-year-old daughter to go audition to be on a 11-year-old twerk team? So the whole thing is insane. Um, let's see here. Shea Hood says, I love your channel. Thank you, Shai. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining today. So now I also wanted to talk about um, the Takashi 6ix9ine situation. Um, Chiquita Powell sent $20. She says, poor, poor Clifford. Has he learned anything? Darn proud tea sipper. Thank you so much. And I don't think he's learned anything, honey. Again, he wants to be look like he's financially astute when he's not. But I want to talk about the 6ix9ine thing. I've been just really busy with just trying to get 
all this stuff done for Discord. And I know a lot of people are asking me about the 6ix9ine interview that he did with the Shade Room. How did I feel about it? So I hadn't gotten a chance to watch it until yesterday. Yes, I ended up going to a really dope comedy show. Um, Godfrey was here in Minneapolis. I went to go see him. So as I was getting ready for this show, I had it playing. Um, it's a long interview. It's like, I want to say like two hours. So I watched the first half. And then when I got back um, from the show, I ended up watching the second half. And so the person who he did the interview with was Angie. Angie is the uh, the owner of the Shade Room. I've met her. Angie's cool. Um, so a lot of people were kind of mixed on the interview. Um, some people thought that Angie was doing a bit too much interrupting. She didn't really, you know, she would cut him off at the wrong points. I think Angie and the Shade Room, they're not really interviewers. They're just people who post blogs. But um, I thought she did pretty good. You know, I thought she when she started it, she went into it pretty well. You know, she brought up the black community. She even talked about how... You know, she got a lot of backlash from people in the industry that were telling her not to do this interview. But it made sense for them to do it because they've been trending for the past three days on YouTube. So it definitely helped their YouTube presence, okay? But um, I thought the interview was pretty good. Um, one thing I can say about 6 9 is this. He's a very charismatic person. And that can either be good or dangerous. But he's a very charismatic person. He's very honest, almost to a fault. Okay? So I will say that. So those are things that leave a good taste in people's mouths. Those are things that make people more inviting and more willing to, you know what I'm saying, to lend you an open ear. Many of the people who went into that interview, they probably went in like, oh, this is 6 9 he's a snitch, F him. But if you read the comments... It was a lot of people praising him and saying, I did the same thing. We're here with you, brother. I mean, it was all types of damn comments, you know? So I feel like this. I felt like watching him, he definitely told his side of the story. He's very touchy-feely. A lot of people were laughing about that because he kept touching Angie's thigh, like literally like every five seconds. Um, but I feel like the reason why he was touching her thigh when people do things like that, it's to get their attention. It's to make sure, hey, you know, I want to make sure you're listening. Like, you know, listen. And then this happened. And then this happened. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's why he kept touching her, just to make sure she was still engaged in the conversation, which I thought was good. You know, which I thought was a good thing. Now, another thing that I will say that kind of caught me off guard, that I was surprised by how open and honest he was about, when he talked about, him beating up Sarah Molina, his baby's mother. He was very honest about that. He was like, I laid hands on her because I knew she was, you know, smashing shoddy, shoddy and, and she wouldn't admit it to me. And he talked about how he put hands on her and they were fighting and they, you know, they were in a physically abusive relationship. They were physical towards each other. And even when everything finally hit the pan, uh, finally hit the, uh, finally hit the pan, yeah. He talked about how he punched Sarah in the mouth. And that kind of caught Angie off guard, like, you know, because her mother had died from domestic violence, you know. But he said, I have to be honest because I don't want to put myself up here like I'm perfect or like I'm innocent. Because as soon as I say something, we all know Sarah's going to take the Instagram and be like, yeah, but you beat my ass because she does it every time. So this time he owned it, which I thought was very, very interesting. Oh, is it fan? 
Oh, I'm sorry, honey. It's been a long day, okay? I didn't, I didn't get home till late. Okay, so shit hit the fan. I said pan. Want some fried eggs. <laughs> so he's talking about, you know, like the abuse or whatever. So I thought he was very honest about that. That was different because most men are going to skate around that. You're not like, even with the Joe Button situation, they're going to skate and be like, oh, we were toxic to each other. Oh, we both did this. He was like, nah, I put hands on her. I beat her ass. You know, so that was different. I wasn't expecting that. So I want to go ahead and just play a small snippet here of him talking during the interview. I'm not going to play too much. See, I'll go ahead and check this out. This is the part two. I, I, I don't even know how to go about it. This nigga got a gun on his lap. Like, he's just like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm just looking at him like, like, this is crazy. Like, something that she made me feel crazy for. Like, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. Um, um, I swear to my daughter, like, and I knew when I was beating her, I said, yo, I'm bugging. Like, no. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? This is all fake. And when you really love somebody, you in denial. You're like, nah, I still don't believe you. You know what I'm trying to say? So I said, I said, all right. So we get back to New York. Well, no, on the plane, I'm sleeping. And I wake up and I open. And why is Shadi recording me sleeping? So he's standing on. No, he's, we, we in first class. We in first class. I'm like this. I wake up and I see him and he's recording me sleeping. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, like he goes back and he's like, yo, you was gone. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? So I'm like, all right. I th- all right, so we just heard that snippet. Give me just a second to come back on the screen. So, like I said, Takashi 69 <laughs> yes, that damn lace front is a mess. I don't give a damn how much he paid Jonathan. That shit looks a hot damn mess. And then the fact that he don't lost his hairline, you might want to slow down on the lace fronts, brother. But, um... When he said that, like I said, he has a very charismatic personality that pulls you in. Like, I was surprised that I could sit there and listen to him talk for almost two hours. And it didn't feel like two hours. Everybody doesn't have that type of what you want to call like je ne sais quoi. You know, some people, as soon as they start talking, you'd be like, I'm not about to watch them live stream for five minutes, let alone an hour. I'm out. You know, so it, it takes a lot to be able to captivate an audience. And so everything he was saying was very interesting. You know, he was talking about, you know, basically in the second part, why he snitched. And he was saying, you know, I don't owe them any loyalty. I went into this thinking they were brothers, thinking they were friends. And then once they started beefing, you know, all that infighting with Shadi and Harv, he kind of got caught in the middle. And they were almost treating him like an asset. Shoddy's taking money off the top for shows, harving them, kidnapping him. So it made sense why he would have told on them. Because it's like the whole time, you don't have no loyalty towards me. Shoddy's smashing my girl. And regardless of the situation, people can say, well, it is what it is for him to get mad about them smashing. He was cheating too. Matters of the heart. You know, it's one thing to cheat with a random it's another thing, a, man can, a man's ego cannot take their woman cheating, and especially cheating with somebody that is their friend. You can tell he's still hurt by that shit to this day. Now, what I will say is this. While I understood why he snitched, and I've been said this in my little 
docu-series that I did on my channel with the whole 6ix9ine thing, you know, once all those guys were doing that and plotting on him and the FBI was letting him hear tapes, it would have been stupid for him to have loyalty towards them. These were the same guys trying to kill him and all this other stuff. But one thing I did not like in the interview, this is my one critique to 6ix9ine. And maybe Angie was too scared to go there. I don't know. Because I know she kind of hit on the Nipsey Hustle thing. They talked about, you know, the street code. Um, he did a really good assessment about the Meek Mill situation and the Perez lady who was an informant. So he did a really good job, you know, kind of tying that in. But one thing I did not like is the fact that in this situation, while I can respect his story, his side and how he feels, he has a right to feel that way and he has a right to tell his side of the story. What I noticed is that he took no personal responsibility for the role that he played in the gang. He's acting like he was just the money man and these guys were just using him and he was like the front to get everybody famous. No, boo. This was a fair trade and a fair trade ain't no damn robbery. As much as they were using you for fame and money, you were also using them for protection. Let's not forget, you are also using these gang members to green light hits on other rappers like Trippy Red and Chief Keef. So that's the part that I did not respect. See, folks don't want to talk about that because we get so smitten with the personalities and what they're saying. And so now he looks like a total victim on the Shade Room interview, but nobody held him to task because I think, especially when they start talking about Lil Dirk. Angie, at that point, you should have came in and said, okay, cool. Let's talk about Lil Dirk. <clears throat> I agree with him. I don't believe that he offered to pay Dirk anything. For what? Okay? So I do agree with him with that. Dirk probably said that just so he can go viral and get a moment, you know. At that point, Angie should have said, now, we're talking about the gang. We're talking about the street code. But let's keep it real. You also put hits on these guys. You also put hits on guys like Chief Keefe and, and, and other people and Trippy Red. You know, because that was never brought up. So I think like, look, somebody said Angie didn't do her homework. Yeah, I think she missed some points. I think overall the interview was good. But she definitely missed some key points to hold him accountable. Because my thing is, if you're going to interrupt, interrupt with something good. Don't just interrupt and it's like, hold on. Whose name was that? Because I just forgot whose name you mentioned. What? Pay attention. He said Harv. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I pay very close attention to detail. So I was kind of like when she kept stopping the interview to, just to like reiterate stuff, that kind of got to be a bit much. Stop the interview when you can pull up, you know, receipts on things that he did that he's not taking ownership or responsibility for. You know, so I think that had been better. Yes, when they mentioned Jim Jones, that had been the perfect point for Angie to segue and say, how do you feel about Jim Jones? Is Jim Jones a snitch? Because he's on a lot of tapes. And do you notice ever since he's been out, he ain't beef with Jim Jones and Jim Jones ain't had nothing to say about Takashi. But on those tapes, he was talking about violating him. So I really wish Angie would have, you know... Ask those questions as well. See, I, I, I interview people and I don't forget shit. I take notes. I study. So I came in prepared. 
And especially when they were hitting on different topics, that's the time to jump on it because he's bringing up those names. You didn't even bring it up, so wasn't you being messy? He brought up Jim Jones's name. So at that point, I'd have been like, do you think he's a snitch? Because he was on a lot of damn tapes. And then I bet he'd have spilled more tea. <laughs> Shout out to all 10,000 people watching, honey. But yeah, it was it was a long, you know, interview. But I, I thought it was, I thought with the flow of it, he went really well. You know, he talked about a lot of things. Um, you know, he talked about his heritage, where he grew up. He was the only Mexican person in the hood. You know, again, that had been another perfect point. It's him saying, like, no, I don't have no black in me. I'm, you know, I'm Mexican. I've dated black women. You know, that had been a perfect point for her to ask him about the N-word. Since everybody's always crying about him using the N-word, that had been another thing to be like, okay, well, being that you're not black, even though you grew up in the hood, you know, do you feel like you saying the N-word is okay? And I know he does because he's, he's, you know, talked about it before, but it might have been different having a black woman ask him that. So, you know, just, those are just things that I look for when I watch interviews to see how engaged the interviewer is. And the fact that he's in her present, he's telling her all this stuff and she's still missing things. That is why he kept tapping her leg. So people are like, oh, he did tap her leg like 2,000 damn times. But that's why. You know, you can tell when somebody's listening and when they got a bunch of stuff going on inside their head. Because some of the questions she was asking is like, did you not just hear what he just said? You know, so I think that's why he kept tapping her leg. Now, all 10,000 people in here, make sure you guys hit that like button, please. Thank you. So I thought it was a well put together, you know, as far as like on his side. But I, I've noticed he's going on some type of snitch tour because he met with the shade room. I think he did an interview with Logan Paul. I didn't watch that. Um, Joe Budden said that they have reached out to Joe Budden. And wanted Joe Budden to bring him on the Joe Budden podcast. Um, I think Gilly the Kid also said something about him going to their podcast as well. Joe Budden turned it down because Joe Budden feels like, no, you need to go talk to DJ Academics. That's your friend in the industry. Go sit on his platform. Because Joe Budden feels like if I bring 6 9 on my platform, then basically looks like I'm co-signing his fuckery. He's trying to use me and my brand to legitimize you know, his lack of street ethics. So Joe was like, I'm not standing for that. So I thought that was really interesting as well. <laughs> yeah, I call it the snitch tour, honey, because I'm like, damn, how many interviews he got in the past three days? He done been on a few, you know, interviews to talk about everything he's been going through. Let me see, with something else. Let me go down here. I missed a few super chats. Um... Um, future Miss Lungo sends four ninety nine. She says, "I'ma leave Will. I'ma leave Will. I'ma, I'ma, I'ma leave Will." <laughs> Speaking of Will, okay, a lot of folks have been asking me about the whole reconciliation with him and you know, uh, Blackdress Janet Hubert, and I had stated this on Instagram. I didn't give a shit about their fake-ass reconciliation. Um, I see through the BS. And I've had my beef with Janet Hubert. I'm no fan of hers any longer, and this was a woman that I really liked. Um, I was a big fan of hers. I had her back. And this woman tried to basically take down my channel. 
you know, when she went viral for going in on Jada Pinkett and Will Smith. I was one of the few outlets who literally had her back and who showed how she was mistreated on The Fresh Prince. And then she came from my channel, Avai Show's channel. There's a whole video on it. Y'all can go back and watch. It was like four years ago. And I basically caught her out on her bullshit. You know, she tries to come off in the guise of being pro-black, but she seems to have issues with a lot of other black women. Not just myself. I remember her and Kenya Moore were beefing after Kenya Moore gave her a shot and put her in her little movie that she made for the Real Housewives called A Twirl or something, that little twirl movie that she did. And she was in there. This woman is very messy, and I feel like this is disingenuous. I know a few of her, I guess, I don't know, Fresh Prince fans or her two fans, they were mad on Instagram and said I was being negative. So, you know, I politely got them off the, the page. You don't need to be here if you feel like I'm being negative. I don't have to praise this. If you want to praise it, that's your business. I, I'm not impressed. Um, and one of the reasons why I'm not impressed is because since the whole August Alcina thing went down, we haven't heard too much from Will and Jada. So what better way than to, you know, because they basically embarrassed themselves with that whole entanglement situation. Jada hasn't had a red table talk since. Not saying she's not going to come back with another one, but they're definitely on some type of hiatus, okay? So, obviously, what can we do to kind of take away from all the drama and stigma with, with August Alcina? Oh, oh my God, Will Smith and black dress Janet Hubert have now made up after 30 years of beefing. Honey, I guess. People get impressed by just the most mundane stuff. Now, I went on her page to see how did this situation come about? Because this is the same woman two years ago who was screaming and shouting that even on her deathbed, she would never forgive Will. This is the same woman whose son has been mistreated and has gone through a lot. Suicide attempts because of what I feel she took it out on him because she lost that gig. Her son has gone through a lot if you know her back, the backstory with her child. So I'm not impressed. But let me go ahead and show you. This is what she posted not even like a month ago. But now they're, they're cool. So she posted this. She says, so September comes after August. Trying to be funny. August, I'll see them. And she says, it's the 30th anniversary of the Fresh Prince. They want to start a war. Well, here's my challenge. We can either keep the war going for another 30 years, but I'm not going to. Or you can sit down with me, talk to me, and not about me and Mr. Smith. And not about me and Mr. Smith, then let's do it. Can you sit and talk about your strange, unsavory problems in front of the world? Accept my challenge or shut up. Everybody, either you're telling the truth and black men from the cast are telling the truth or I'm telling the truth. And only you and I know the truth and quite a few others. Do you have the guts? Let's do this and end this. Hashtag see you in September, hashtag Will Smith, hashtag Joseph Marcel, hashtag Karen uh, Pearsons, hashtag Alfonso, hashtag Tati Ali, hashtag Red Table Talk. Welcome to my butcher block. That was just a month ago. And she was still sounding bitter as hell. So again, 
they're doing this for a check. The reunion, the 30-year reunion is coming up. So if we can have her, that'll be more people trying to, you know, watch the reunion and see this, you know, reconnection between her and Will. She needs the money, obviously. Like I told y'all, COVID has exposed a lot of stuff. COVID has made people who were once enemies forcefully become frenemies, okay, friends slash enemies, to try and get a bag. And that's all I see with this situation. So now I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed at all because she wrote that not even a few weeks ago. So missing with the bullshit. Now they're all hugged up and now they're, you know, best friends and, oh, we're trying to come together. We're trying to show unity. Yeah, okay, ma'am. Like I said, her her vibe, I can't rock with her after what she, you know, did to me. I'm cool. You know, and it's not my, you know, it, it's not this. Their beef has nothing to do with me. It's not my place to, if Will wants to forgive her and be best friends with her and have her babysit his children, that's his business. For me, I don't fuck with her. But they can do what they want to do. They're grown. That's their relationship. That's their business. But I see through the BS. And I'm not going to act like I don't see through the BS. Yep, them pockets is hurting, Miss Yum Yum. You're not, you not lying, honey. At all. Let's see here. Tiffany Matthews says, thank you for your commentary. You tell it like it is. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you for joining. I appreciate it. And I definitely will continue to do so. Um, Keith Stanley says, I think Will would do anything to maintain his image, even staying in an unhappy marriage. I agree. Um, Classy Brenda Brannon sent $10, says number one fan. Thank you for the super sticker. Um, Key, yeah, I agree with you that he does a lot of stuff to give off this perfect image. So instead of really addressing the real issue, which was how supposedly bad he treated her, um, they're going to make it into like a, oh, it's just been so many years. And another thing I didn't like either is how much shade she would throw at the new Aunt Viv. The new Aunt Viv did nothing to you. She auditioned for a job and she got it. But even over the years, she was always throwing shade at her. You and her don't even know each other. You know, I mean, that'd be like you're working at a customer service job. You get fired and the girl who's not sitting in your desk, people are like, oh, you know, let's say you were like one of your friends. They're like, oh, that's, you know, Cassie. She's the person who they replaced you with. Now you start stalking her and talking shit and cussing her out on Facebook and on social media. She's like, bitch, I just applied for a job. Why are you? I don't, I've never seen you before. So like I said, it, she's just she's a miserable person. You know, so good luck to them and whatever they're trying to do, but I'm not impressed. Um, Tony B says, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you for the super chat. Thanks for coming through. Uh, T's a work in progress. Says, hey, T, I love your show. I did a super chat on January 20th. Could you and ask you to tell me and ask you to tell my daughter Layla, pronounced Lila, can you now thank you? Did you want me to shout her out? <laughs> Lila, shout out to Lila. <laughs> thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Um, Don Sunshine sent $4.99. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, let's see here. Yeah, all these people were claiming colorism, you know, and that's the sad part. They just turned into the whole light skin um, Aunt Viv versus the dark skin one. And it wasn't about that because even Alberto uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, 
he talked about a Roberto, whatever his name is, um, Carlton. He talked about her nastiness on set. Um, the guy who played Jeffrey, he talked about how nasty she was on set. She was basically trying to make the show about her. And the show was supposed to be about the Fresh Prince, you know. And do you notice, you know, after a while, I got to stand with the, everybody else. The rest of the staff was like family over these past 30 years. She's been the only one just angry and better. And she really hasn't worked since then. But she says it's because Will Smith blacklisted her. So I don't know. So hopefully they'll be able to talk it out. But who knows? Somebody said that he sleep with trash ass Trisha Paytas. He didn't sleep with her. They were, she was saying that Will Smith slept with her background dancers. And they were males. And then she caught herself trying to walk it back when she got drugged. You know, so it's funny how she can just, you know, spread any type of rumor. And I'm not saying he didn't smash her background dancer. I don't know. I wasn't there. But regardless if he did or didn't, it's funny that she has no problem putting that out there. But then as soon as somebody calls out her best friend slash brother, Shane Dawson, now the fuck he's involved in, she plays victim and cries. That's my friend and I'm going to stand by him. That's cool. So why are you sitting here engaging and spreading rumors about somebody else, especially gay rumors and salacious stuff like that? But as soon as somebody says something about your little homeboy, it's an issue. Honey. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Let's see here. So, okay, we talked about 6 9 I've been on here an hour already. God, this stream is going by quick. Somebody called her Honey Boo Boo. You know what? I'm not fooling with y'all. They don't call Trish Honey Boo Boo. Um, let's see here. Adia Kendane says, opening our eyes to other angles. I was thinking healing was good no matter what, but pulling the wool over our eyes is not healthy either. It's good to see things for what they are. You're our voice of reason. You help us to not be so naive. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, thank you for the super chat. And I mean, and, and that's, you know, that's just what it is. But unfortunately, when you just see through stuff because everybody else is like, oh, oh, they're back together. Oh, they're reconciliating. And I'm just like, wasn't she cussing them out? Like not even a few weeks ago. Ain't she always cussing them out any chance she can get? Wasn't she having a field day during the whole entanglement situation? I just see what it is, you know? So, unfortunately, some people get upset with that, but I'm not going to stop speaking my truth, you know? But, like I said, good luck to them in that, in, you know, new entanglement they're about to create. <laughs> um, Captain Black America says, didn't that post Janet make sound like a hit list? Yeah, it did. It did. They better have security on set because Janet looked like she might go off as soon as she gets up in there. You know, them old ladies be the most devious ones. Be having shanks and shit in their stockings. <laughs> I hope security's in place. Okay, because she has 30 years of pent-up anger. Let's see here. Um, listen, somebody says, thank you to everybody. Sending oh, what's up, Smiley Lightfoot? Thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Brian sent five. He says, everyone hit the like button. Did you hear about the Captain America photo? No, I didn't hear about that. Uh-uh. I haven't heard about that at all. Yeah, 30 years is a long time. Will Smith 
and the entire cast of the Fresh Prince have been living rent free in Janet Hubert's head. Honey, they got a, a, a ocean view. They got sand on the beach. They're living in a nice, you know, I guess like a, a six bedroom condo in her head. Rent free all these years. Must be nice. Shit. <laughs> oh, he accidentally sent a peen pic. Ooh. Let me go. Should I Google? I ain't going to show y'all. Let me see what y'all talking about. This is for journalistic purposes. Captain America's Peen Picks. <laughs> what was he thinking? Hold on, let me see. I haven't been on Twitter out. I've been setting up this stream. Let me see. Yeah, Captain America got a cute. I'm trying to see if any of the pictures pull up. I want to be in the know. <laughs> I want to see why he's trending on social media, honey, on this good Sunday. Let me see. I want to be impressed. I don't see anything. I think Twitter must be deleting stuff. He's trending, though. Let me see if anybody else has posted. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do some research. It's not coming up right away on Twitter, honey. I'm gonna have to research. I thought I could get you know what I'm saying a live reaction right here, but it's just regular pictures coming up of Captain America. Ain't no pink pics I'm seeing here. Look, Captain America photo. We'll try one more search. Oh, Cap. <laughs> oh, okay. I found it. Oh, Captain. <laughs> oh, my God. How did that shit get out? I'm sorry. Look. Y'all told me to go look. So I did one more. So let me do one more search. Oh, shit. It came up. I can't share it. I ain't going to do that. But yeah, it's still on Twitter. It's still on Twitter. <laughs> oh, Captain. <laughs> Woo! Okay, I just have to look again, you know, for journalistic purposes. <laughs> okay, you know what? You never know where this stream is going to go. Y'all are a mess. Y'all are a mess. Oh, my gosh. Let's see here. Um, individual thoughts is, T, are you streaming the verses later? I need to be in on that. Oh, honey, no. I'm not interested. I like, I, yeah, and it's not to take away nothing from Patti LaBelle and I think who Gladys Knight. I think that's who the verses is. And no, I won't be there. That's a little bit too old school. 
I might know like some of their songs. Like I like going to versus battles where I know songs and I feel like, you know, it includes me. That's, you know, that's like my mama's generation. So, and I don't know other songs like that. You know, I know maybe like a few. So I won't be streaming that battle. Like, like I told you, I was here for the Monica and Brandy until all that nonsense went down. And I love the Snoop and um, DMX. You know, that was really good. You know, there's a, there's a few of them that were good. There was one, people told me to watch the T-Pain one. I didn't get a chance to see. I forgot who he was versing. But they said T-Pain had a really good battle, too. So I need to check that one out. But yeah, I won't be watching the Patti LaBelle battle. Now I'll watch her make a pie. Shit. I'll watch that. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I wasn't interested. But, you know, good luck to them. Hopefully it's, it's cool. Hopefully people have fun. But um, I'll probably be taking a nap. Um, <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. I don't know how to be fake. I'm not, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm going, and that's fine. I'm not interested. But, um, Gucci, Gucci, yeah, yeah, daddy. I hope she sings that song, you know. I'm here for that. Let's see here. Miss Scully B says, Lord, not journalistic purposes, T. You really enjoyed that Zoom. I really enjoyed that Zoom the other night. I can't wait for the next one. I'm so glad that Zoom was nice. Like, that was awesome. The trivia game was really fun. You know, so I can't wait till we throw our first official party. So I'm still working on the whole DJing thing and stuff like that. So I'm really excited for like just the Zoom. So until I get comfortable enough to like DJ the music, we'll probably just be doing trivia games and stuff like that. Um, the next few Zooms until we get ready to do like the official party. I'm hoping I'll be like ready by the end of the month so we can do like a really dope flashback Friday party. So, but you know, I'm gonna keep y'all posted. So I'm glad you liked it. Let's see here. Angelique Butler says, hey, T, speaking of Netflix, will you be tuning in to the Selena series? They're making and and OK, they're making it. And will you be reviewing it? Selena, the singer. Now, I'm a fan of Selena. I didn't know they were coming up with a series. Now, this is very interesting because what I also heard through the great Selena T, because I still keep it with her story. They said Susie, the sister, is beefing with Chris. Selena's husband at the time of her death, that they're beefing really bad. So this is news to me that they're creating a series. So, yeah, I'm going to have to look up. I'm, I'm going to have to do more research on that. But, yeah, I would definitely check it out because I am a fan of Selena. Um, Tay Tay 1990 says, Captain America was saving the day, at least my day. Shit, you ain't never lied. <laughs> that eggplant saved a lot of women this morning. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know why they'd be having a series. That's very interesting. Um, let's see here. I like both Gladys Knight and Patty. Yeah, make sure you go watch their battles. I mean, if you know their music, definitely check it out and support them. I do like them both as people. I think they're both, you know, wonderful women. I just don't know all their music, and I just, you know, I don't, don't want to just sit in something. Like, I like to rock. I have a very, you know, I can be very low-key and just, you know, be to myself. But, like, when it comes to, like, party environments and when it comes to music, I, I like to be able to, like, really jam out. You know what I'm saying? I like to be able to rap along, sing along, you know. So I don't like being in a situation where I don't know, like, the words. Or it's like, damn, what song is this? And I got to Google and hit up, you know, what's that song? There's that thing, Shazam, that Shazam app. 
I, I do that in the club sometimes. I'm like, what song is this? All these kids are dancing to this shit. My old ass like, what? Do, how do you do this dance? What's this called? I be like, Shazam. <laughs> I've done that in the club. <laughs> Pull up the Shazam app. What song is this? Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to have to download this song. <laughs> so I don't want to do all that. I want to go into a battle where I know, you know, the music. So, yeah. So definitely go. You know, definitely go. If you know their music, I think it's going to be dope. Selena's dad is a snake. He put Yolanda on. There's a lot of beef. There's like a Selena fan club. You know what I'm saying? That I follow sometimes. That's why I begin some of the Selena tea. But I just been here. It's like been a lot of beef with their family. So I don't know why. I got to find out more. But that's where they'd have a, a, a series. So I don't know. That's going to be interesting. Let's see here. I love black poems, says T. You sound like me with the versus battle. Why are they signing up for that? Are they paid to be on verses? Oh, yeah. That's why I was telling people last week. Don't think they're doing these verses battle out the kindnesses of their heart. They're doing these verses battles because, remember, it just started as something, you know, during quarantine. It was supposed to be simple. Then, of course, the major corporations seen how much traffic those versus battles bought in. So now these versus battles are sponsored. And these people do get paid from them. And then it also helps, you know, put their music back out there. Because after each versus battles, what do people do? They run to go download the music from Apple and Spotify and things like that. You know, because even like with uh, Teddy Riley and Babyface, because I did watch that one. You know, I know more of their songs. And that made me go be like, damn, I forgot about that song. Let me go ahead and download that. So it's definitely something in it for them. Now, if they do a versus battle with Mary J. Blige, and I don't even know who she can go against. Maybe, I don't think Faith's catalog is as strong, but I think singing-wise, they're a good match. But I'd be here for something like that, you know. I'd be here for something like that. Charlie Wilson and Ron Isley, that'd be dope. I know a little bit of their song. Yeah, so y'all keep me posted. Let me know how it is. Like, I, I had no plans. My blogger had the nerve to send me a flyer. T, we watching this? No. <laughs> I was like, you sent me this flyer like it was Brandy and Monica. I, was like, I, don't, know, I don't know them songs. I was like, no, I won't be watching it, but let me know how it turns out. I want to rock out and have fun shit. Oh, Mary J. Blythe versus Mariah Carey. Sasha, I think you're onto something. Now I'd be here for that. I would be here for that. That... Those two women have taken me through a range of emotions. I'd go from being happy to crying tears. Oh, I would love to see something like that. Oh, that was a good, that was a good one, Sasha. Mm. Mary says she would never do a versus battle. She wanted to dance in them tall ass boots. <laughs> oh no, Mary, I would love for her to do a versus battle. I think that'd be dope. Her and Mariah Carey, I would be here for that. But then they're both so diva-ish, I don't know if they would do one. But, you know, we could wish. I'd be here for that, honey. I would be here for that. Leona Lewis versus Alicia Keys. I don't know any of Leona Lewis's music, so I wouldn't tune into that. Alicia Keys had some good music before Ursula took her voice. You know, karma. <laughs> That's what the internet was saying when, you know, she was caught up in that cheating scandal, you know, with her and Mashonda and Swiss Beats. It's an old internet joke. But yeah, Alicia Keys definitely had some bops. 
Alicia Keys. I could see Alicia Keys versus Ashanti. Everybody keeps saying Ashanti and Keisha Cole, but Alicia Keys and Ashanti came out around the same time. I would like to see something like that. I don't know Leona Lewis's music like that. I kind of remember what she looks like, but I mean, she had like one hit, and I can't even think of what that one hit was. But I'd be here for that. Mariah Carey versus Celine Dion. Celine Dion's gotten really dark. I don't know how to take her no more. I used to be a big Celine Dion fan. Now I will still bang. My heart will go on. Far across the distance in places between. Honey, don't play Titanic. I'll be in here crying and singing along. Near, far, wherever you are. I believe, man, don't get me to sing a Titanic. I don't know what the hell done happened to Celine Dion. All that demonic ass clothing shit she got on these babies. Celine Dion's gotten really dark ever since her husband died. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it at all. I was a big Celine Dion fan. And then when she dropped that clothing line with them two women, they give me, you know, witch vibes. Like, why would y'all put newborn babies in that dark ass shit with skulls and you know, just weird stuff. I don't know. Celine Dion's really changed, man. But, yeah, she's been going through it. I don't know what's wrong with her. But ti- that Titanic, my heart will go on. What? Shit. That, she, man, that's the way it is. Man, Celine Dion got some bops. I love her music. She needs to go back to making damn music and leave that damn demonic clothing line alone. Do that, Celine. <laughs> <laughs> I need some new Celine Dion music. Yeah, I'm not feeling that clothing line at all. And I was happy for her. I said, oh, okay, she's coming out with a clothing line. That's what's up. You know, her husband of, I don't know, like 30 years. He's been knowing her since she was damn 13 with his old ass. You know, he, he I feel like he groomed her. So that's my issue with Renee. But whatever, that aside, they were married. They had their beautiful family. They got their twins. And then me and her were pregnant at the same time. When I was pregnant with my oldest, she was pregnant too. It's so funny because I remember celebrities. Like when you get pregnant, I don't know if y'all still do it, but that's what we did when we was, you know, I guess growing up, whatever. With, you know, whatever pregnancy, you know, whatever celebrity was pregnant, that was like your celebrity pregnancy twin. So you follow up with their pregnancy, right? So me and Celine Dion were pregnant at the same time. So yeah, I used to like listen to a lot of her music. Her music was so, you know, soothing and stuff, you know, to, you know, being pregnant. And then I was pregnant. At the same time as Britney with my youngest. You know what I mean? So those are my pregnancy twins. So I was like, you know, okay, cool. She's getting into the baby clothing, you know, business. I said, that's cool. You know, it's, it's give her something to do. Her husband done died. She probably just wants to try something different. So I was ready to support it. And then it hit the internet. I said, what kind of demonic shit is this? And I've I just been turned off ever since. I don't know what's going on with Celine. I'm going to wish her the best. I like Celine Dion. She makes good music. I'm going to wish her the best. Fantasia, I like her. Who who y'all say Fantasia and Jennifer Hudson? That'd be perfect. That'd be a perfect versus. I like that. A Marie and Tierra Marie. <laughs> it's this one thing that's got me going. <laughs> they don't have enough hits to to do a two three hour battle, but that's funny though. Let's see here. Jay Williamson, $24.99. He says, Brandy's B7 album sold 90K after the verses. And Monica's new single fell off. Oh! <laughs> oh, he's spilling that tea. 
So I told y'all them versus battles can help you or hurt you. And her new single probably fell off because, you know, kind of the attitude she was displaying. Meanwhile, Brandy's album, you know, she she faked it, you know, made it through and her album sold. And I did download it. I like the new B7 album. A lot of y'all were encouraging me to, you know, go out and get it. So I did download it. She does have some bops on there. So I do like it. So thank you for the super chat. Um, Marlon Harrison says, hey, I will send you some OBTT on Instagram. Okay, cool. I didn't know that was your Instagram name, um, Omaha Boy. Okay, send it to me. I'm here for it. Um, Thank you for the super chat, too. Judy, since 20, she says, I came on late, but I don't know if you heard about the Gahanian pastor, Sylvester Ofoy, who murdered his wife. She didn't want to snitch on him because he didn't have his papers. No, I didn't hear about that. I'm going to have to Google it. I don't even know who he is. I'd have to look up that story, but that's sad. Rest in peace to her. We got some wicked stuff going on in this world, man. That's sad. Um, a pimp named Slickback sent four ninety nine. She says, "Hey T, did you hear about the little girl on TikTok who tried to label who tried to label a Shanti song foolish after her own? These kids get on my nerves. No, I didn't hear about that, honey. This new generation." They'll remix some stuff and act like they invented it. It's like, you know, this was somebody else's song before you, you know what I'm saying, remix it and put your spin on there. And Foolish is the jam. Um, Daphne says, T, I searched the pic and I found it. B, <laughs> blessed be the Lord, LOL. Yeah, that pic, I wasn't expecting that. How did it leak out any damn way? You know, a lot of these celebs, they do stuff for attention. So, who knows? Let me see here. So let me, I've been on here for an hour and 17 minutes. This has been just a nice little Sunday stream. So I want to talk about Charlemagne the God. Oh, there's two things I really want to talk about. Okay. Let's talk about Charlemagne the God. So as we all know, he has been um, beefing with Joe Button. I talked about this in the Joe Button stream that I did the other day. They were having their whole back and forth. Joe Budden is about wanting full ownership. Charlemagne, after their beef and going back and forth with Charlemagne saying that Joe Budden just doesn't know how to negotiate. You know, he's doing too much. He's telling, you know, behind the scenes secrets. It was this big headbutting match between the two of them. Well, now it was announced the other day that Charlemagne the God has launched his own podcasting network. And the podcasting network... What is the name of it? Uh, it's with iHeartMedia. I can't think of the name, but it's like a whole network. So basically what he's trying to do is bring a lot of black podcasters. Um, from what I've seen, it seems like ones who are already famous, like more black celebrity podcasters. Because I've seen like DC Youngfly, just hilarious. Um, it was like a, a lot of people. You know, they already had like a... A name, name recognition. So he's trying to put them all together and have like a black podcasting network. And he's doing that with um, iHeartRadio. So I thought that was very interesting. Now, I had watched some of his podcasts with Andrew Schultz, the brilliant idiots. And he was saying that basically he was able to get a really good deal. He's been with iHeartMedia for 10 years. So they trusted him. And this deal, he's a partner. 
It's just not him working for the, you know, the white man. Let me go ahead and find the article as well. That I had up about it. Oh, where did it go? Okay. Okay, it's called um, the Black Effect Podcast. So that's what it's called. So let me go ahead and just kind of read you guys some of this article. Give me just a moment to pull it up here. Okay. Let me move this over a bit. Okay. So it says, Charlemagne the God inked a partnership with iHeartMedia to launch the Black Effect Podcast Network, anchored by his own syndicated radio show, The Breakfast Club. The Black Effect Podcast Network is slated to debut this fall with 18 podcasts on iHeartRadio and other podcast platforms, curated by Charlemagne. According to iHeartMedia, the venture is is positioned to become the world's largest podcast publisher dedicated to black listeners and voices in black culture. Under the deal, Charlemagne's popular nationally syndicated radio show, The Breakfast Club, will bring its replay podcast to the Black Effects Network as its flagship show, Effective Immediately. The show, which averages over 4.5 million listeners, weekly listeners, is syndicated by iHeartMedia's premier networks. So... Um, these are just some of the names here, Ebony K. Williams, um, the Drink Camps, the Drink Champ, excuse me, All the Smoke, and I know that one is with Matt Barnes, and then the 85 show, that's with DC Young Fly. So it's going to be quite a lot, you know, it's going to be like a big conglomerate of, you know, black podcasters. Um, to me, it seems more like a celebrity type thing, which is cool. Because they already have a pretty big fan base. So I think it's cool to kind of have like that little umbrella. Now, I do notice that a lot of people are leaving comments like, oh, um, he still doesn't own it. Let me just pull up just two comments that I saw on this article. So like here goes. These are a lot of comments I've been seeing. Some are from Joe fans, obviously. So it says still sponsored and owned by white people. And then the person replies back and says facts. Exactly. So that's what a lot of people are coming at him with. Like, okay, well, you're bragging about it, but you still don't own it. It's still through iHeartRadio, iHeartMedia. So to that, I want to say this. Give me just a second here. Now, a lot of people are saying, you know, Okay, fine, you're trying to start a black podcasting network, but you're st- you, it's still white people who are running things behind the scenes. And it's very easy to be very dismissive of that, okay? But what people need to understand is that in this day and age, it's very hard for, like, black entrepreneurs, even black celebrities with the name, to just go on and do a business venture by themselves. It's not easy because they need that financial backing, so I think to me personally, I think this was smart of Charlemagne. You know, at least he still has 50% partnership, meaning that he's still a 50% owner 
in this whole idea that he brought forth to iHeartMedia. Okay? So I think that's what a lot of people need to realize, that he still owns part of it, and he's still going to be the main face of it and the main voice behind the, the whole situation. Granted, iHeart is still going to get their money. They're going to get their cut. But no national conglomerate is, is going to go without getting their cut. Even when Joe Rogan moved to Spotify, they didn't just give him that $100 million deal out of the goodness of their heart. They did it because they knew that they would make that money back in listeners and people leaving YouTube to go listen to him on Spotify. So they knew they'd make their investment back. So I feel like at the end of the day, people have to start somewhere. So I'm not going to knock this and say, oh, because he doesn't 100% own it, it's bad or it's not as good. At least he's trying. You know, at least he's trying. You know, we say that we want to see more black voices and more black people in media, you know, speaking. Well, he's trying to give them a platform. So I just hope with this, okay, that they take it serious. You know, don't make a black podcast network and it's just full of just ratchetness and salaciousness. I hope it's a mix. I don't know all the people on the list and I'm not going to act like I do. But I hope it's a mixture of different things. I hope it's also things because these people have big platforms where they can also help the black community and drop knowledge and drop really useful information. Don't just be up there pulling a T.I. and just running your mouth and giving bad advice. So I hope like, you know, this really turns into something positive. So I'm here for it. I really am. I'm here for it. Um, Let me see here. Uh... Special Valentine says, do you think Charlemagne, wait, do you think they let Charlemagne become a partner just to make Joe Budden seem wrong? No, because this is a major deal. So one thing that people need to realize is when you're talking about major deals, they don't happen overnight. So I can tell you for a fact, this deal has been in the works. Charlemagne has been working on this. But the difference with Charlemagne is that when he works on stuff, he doesn't show his hand. He doesn't tell people what he's working on, which I respect because I'm the same way. It's not everybody's business. You don't need people praying on your downfall, hating, trying to see what you got going on. Nah. So I respect the fact that he kind of kept everything under wraps. And then when it was time to showcase everything, bam, here it is. But I will say this, even though this was done before, you know, this whole Joe Budden thing, I feel like he took Joe Budden's, what Joe Budden was saying to Spotify he took away too personal for something that had nothing to do with him. Because I was kind of shocked by his response with the whole, oh, you doing too much. You just don't know how to negotiate. You don't know how to do this, this, and that. And I was just like, well, he, this has nothing to do with you, so why are you so vocal and animated and upset? But now it makes sense because he knew his deal was about to you know, go viral in less than a few days. So he knew what he'd been doing and working behind the scenes. So I feel like that's why he got involved in the beef because, again, their names have been trending for the past few days because of this beef. So now with this beef, it's bringing attention. My name's back out there. So now I can hit them with this new podcast. Boom. This is my business venture. So I see through the bullshit. I see through the smoke and mirrors. You know what I'm saying? But regardless of the situation, I'm not going to knock what he's done. I think it's a great idea. I just hope that it's not just a bunch of mess. I just hope that, you know, with the entertainment, which I'm here for, you know, I like to laugh. I don't drink with the drink champs because if I did, I, I would probably be an alcoholic. <laughs> okay. 
But I mean, I, I like, a, you know, a lot of the topics that the different podcasts hit on. So I just hope that with that, there is some financial stuff and, you know, just a mixture of things that are affecting, you know, black people in the black community in real time, as well as entertainment. I hope there's like a fair balance. So um, I don't judge things until I'm able to view and assess it. So I see a lot of people being very dismissive and saying, I don't care. He doesn't fully own it. He's a coon and whatever else. But I'll wait until, you know, I'm saying everything is done and it's available to be consumed. And then at that point, I'll give my review. So, yeah. Let's see here. Um, Did you hear that Cuties was made by a black French woman? Yeah, I did hear that, that she's like the director. Y'all have to also realize um, with the French They've always been very lax with sexuality. That's just part of French culture. I took French for three years. I started speaking French in seventh grade. So seventh, eighth, and ninth. And then I dropped out (laughs) in ninth grade. But I I took French for like two and a half years. So their culture has always been more sexually, you know, explicit, fluid. You know, they don't take nudity. You know, they're not as restrained as here in America. And they also make a lot of sexually suggestive films using very young girls. Okay? That's just how it is in a lot of places in Europe. Even like the legal drinking age. Yeah, yep, the age of consent in France is 15. Yep. So in France, things are different. Even the legal drinking age, um, kids can drink. You know, like have a glass of wine with their meal and stuff like that. You know, so things are just different. So I'm not surprised at all, you know, that it's a French-based director who came up with that and a black woman. Because in their culture, that's not really seen as anything overtly sexual. It's more or less here in America where, you know, we have more uproar. To me, I just feel like it's too over the top. I'm not going to watch a bunch of 11-year-old girls um, twerking and shaking the way it was filmed, the shots that I saw and the dance sequences, you know, the, the, the crotch shots, the up the ass shots. I, I just, I didn't feel comfortable watching that, you know, because these are little children. I mean, their bodies aren't even developed, you know, so it's like, why are we zooming in in their crotch area? You know what I mean? So it was just a lot of stuff that just to me was distasteful as a mother. You know, what I mean, I, I don't want to see an 11 year old girl doing that. But again, that's just me anyways. The legal drinking age in France is 18. Yes, here it's 21. But even when, what we learned in French classes, we were like 13 at the time. We could drink with our families. You could have wine for dinner. That's what our French teacher taught us. So, um, you know, as far as that, but I, I've always kind of had that attitude anyways. So for me, I'm, I'm not into that. Um, but then the same goes when I see little girls on TikTok, you know. Because they push that stuff through TikTok. And I haven't been on TikTok in months. Like, TikTok is a, is a rabbit hole that I had to kind of unplug from. I'll say that. I haven't been on there in months. I haven't even, like, just even clicked on the app. Because it was such a rabbit hole of just useless bullshit. And I would find myself up at, like, 3, 4 in the morning. I'm just on TikTok, just scrolling and watching all types of random videos. And some I did enjoy. You know, I got to see a lot of people that I ordinarily would never know that existed. 
So I thought that part was cool, but then I also saw how they pushed certain things like with the constant interracial stuff or, you know, anytime it's like a, a song where it's giving praise, it's always like all the racially ambiguous guys with green eyes. And, you know, it's just, it was just like really weird the way that they push things through the algorithm. But I would notice they would always push also a lot of little girls who are dancing and they're dancing to a lot of suggestive songs, you know, doing I'm a savage dance and crop tops and all that stuff. And it was no different than what YouTube was a few years ago when all those little girls would be in their panties twerking and all that. So, you know, unfortunately, that's just what it is. You have young girls who dance like that in America, but the France, you know, the French, excuse me, they decided to make a whole film about it. So it's going to be interesting to see if they end up not, you know, showing it if they end up bowing to pressure. But I'm not disconnecting my Netflix. I'm not canceling it. So I control myself. I just won't watch it, but I'm not going to, you know, cancel my Netflix. Not behind cuties. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Um, Let's see here. (laughs) Jay Williamson, 1999. He says, celebrities want to oversaturate YouTube and the podcast market. I only listen to your podcast and the Scorpion Show podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It is a lot of competition now because celebrities now want to be media people. You know, everything has merged, but I have been seeing this for years. I've been talking about this and people thought I was hating. Oh, you're just hating and celebrities can do what they, if they want to make YouTube videos, they can. Of course, it's a free world. Just like they came and took over Instagram. But the reason why I was saying that is I'm good. I've been on here for damn near, you know, I don't know, eight, nine years. I have my built-in core audience. Even if they never push me through the algorithm, I have a core audience that as soon as I drop something, they're going to come and watch it. So I'm good. I was speaking for those who don't have a core audience, who want to start making videos, but you're not going to really be seen because they're pushing the Will Smiths and the, you know, TIs and whoever else through the algorithm. So, yeah, I'm not surprised at all that they're now taking over the podcasting game. And what people don't realize is that they're now starting to treat podcasting like the music industry. So that's why they're pushing rappers like Logic to start podcasting on Twitch and on different platforms. And they're even starting to make 360 deals with these podcasters. So, yeah, we'll we'll get you propped up. We'll teach you, you know, how to podcast and train you and give you the best equipment. And you just talk about whatever topic you want for an hour. And then all the revenue generated because you're, let's just say, Mac Miller. Not Mac Miller. He died. Sorry. What's the other white boy that raps? Post Malone. <laughs> Sorry, I just mixed them up. Matt Miller popped in my head and I'm like, oh, he died. He can't podcast. I like my Matt Miller, though. But Post Malone, Post Malone is very popular. He makes really good music. So let's just say and I believe he might be podcasting. Not sure. But let's just say if he's not podcasting, he starts podcasting. So now what they're doing is that they're they're now putting that into their contracts where the record labels are now getting a cut of that because now they can play their music on their podcast and and do all types of stuff. So the podcast game is definitely switching up. Um, Yeah, I know Post Malone, um, he got some type of deal recently, like worth millions to do some type of beer pong thing. Now, I don't know if that's going to be trans being transformed into podcasting, but he started some type of beer pong league. 
So, yeah, they're definitely paying these celebrities to be the face of shit that regular folks have been doing forever. Like, think about how many people used to play beer pong in college. And now they have, like, a league, and they're making Post Malone the face of that league. So, yeah, there's all types of bags to be get for, for a lot of these celebs. So, unfortunately, if you don't have a fan base, you have to work twice as hard. You just have to, and that's just what it is. You know, there's no handouts over here. There's nobody to say, hey, we want to put lovely tea here with this group of people, whatever. I, you know, I just got to grind and do it myself. And hopefully one day I'll get some type of deal where then I can be, you know, syndicated just like the other people, you know. But you got to work and grind no matter what it is and what you want. So let me see here. Um, Fatty French sends $20. She says, San Francisco has a bill that the lover that that will lower the voting age to 16 or 17 just saying I haven't heard that yet that's going to be very interesting I hope it's not during this election honey we got enough mess going on they got Kanye West on the ballot here in Minnesota um Tom Tim Entertainment says I saw the preview for Cuties like story, but little girls twerking is not right. They should take notes from dancing dolls. Yeah, and, and I know it's I know it's more than that. It's not just like a twerking movie. I mean, it's like a French Muslim family. So I know there's other things in there, but what they're promoting is the sexual part. So that's the part you have to really ask yourself. The fact that they're promoting heavy the sexualization of those little girls. When when it boils down to it, it looks like an African French, you know, Muslim family that's trying to steer their child in the right direction. So it's going to be interesting. I'm not going to watch it, though. Um, let's see here. Shannon G says, hello, love. There is a black TikTok teen known for copying black women and people of color's dance moves and taking credit. She claimed Foolish as her song and sold merch off of it. After the backlash, she retracted the statement and gave, oh, wow, credit to Ashanti. Wow, okay, I didn't know it was like that. The one girl, is her name Allison Ray? Because, like I said, I don't keep it with all these people. Like, these people are young enough to be my kids. So I just, I just don't feel like as, at my age I need to stop what teenagers are doing, right? But, you know, I, I hear the different names and stuff like that. And I remember I had said something because I had assumed that people were just jealous of this young girl who blew up because I didn't know her backstory. And I found out that she's one of the TikTokers that blackfishes. She takes stuff from black creators, dance moves, won't give them credit and things like that. So I think it's really a shame. And a lot of these TikTok, like a lot of the young white TikTok kids, they're getting all types of brand deals and recognition. And a lot of the black girls who are creating the dances, they're getting cut out of the pie, which I think is unfair, you know. But, yeah, once they have that fan base, there's not a whole lot you can do. But for her to try and take a Shanti song and then sell merch off of it and then say that she created Foolish, like, is she, is she foolish? Like, literally, a Shanti could sue the brakes off of her, you know. But the fact that somebody got behind a teenager... And co-signed that. Because she's a teenager, so I don't expect her to know all the legal ins and outs. But the fact that her management team co-signed her to sell merch based off of, you know, Ashanti's stuff is insane. 
I mean, at this point in time, is Ashanti even hot enough to sell merch? But you got these TikTok kids selling merch using her brand. It's insane. It's insane. But I'm seeing that more and more with the TikTok. There's a young girl my son was telling me about, and she has like 10 million followers. She now officially like has her own Dunkin' Donut. So if you go into Dunkin' Donut, you can ask for her Dunkin' Donut. So they're paying a lot of these TikTok kids millions of dollars in endorsement. You know, I'm not mad at them, you know, get your money. But it's just like, that's insane that they're paying that much money to like 14, 15, 16 year old kids. You know, so. <laughs> Ashanti's already aware and is getting royalties. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. T, they actually bought the license to make the cover of Foolish. Okay, so they bought the license to it. Okay, because the person said that they just started using it. So it looks like there's people are in the comments are saying that she bought the license and that Ashanti is getting a cut out of it. Then that's all I care about. If Ashanti's okay with it, I'm not going to lose no sleep. So I'm glad. Oh, the Travis Scott burger. Can we talk about that real quick? So here go my youngest. Can I have some McDonald's? For what? Oh, well, Travis Scott got a new burger. I said, okay, so what? Like, is it something special? We're going to get Astro World tickets? Am I going to get a t shirt? So he wanted to go try it. So I took him to McDonald's. And um, we ordered the Travis Scott meal for like, it was like six bucks or something like that. And I asked, you know, the girl at the drive-thru, I said, do I get a t-shirt or anything? She was like, oh no, we don't, you know, we, we're not giving away anything. I said, so what is the difference between me ordering this Travis Scott burger and just the regular, I don't know, double bacon cheeseburger, whatever it came with. And she was like, there's really no difference. It's just a Travis Scott burger. <laughs> I mean, that's how you know the world is, like, going broke right now. Like, everybody's struggling to try and get a bag. When you're literally tapping celebrities to be the face of burgers that have been on your menu for years. So, I'm thinking it's, like, a whole nother thing. I'm like, are they going to add, like, honey Dijon mustard? Is it a different flavor? It's the same damn hamburger. It just has Travis Scott's name on there. You don't need a t-shirt. Keychain, nothing. They did give us extra barbecue sauce, but that was about it. <laughs> what the hell so Travis Scott is doing his thing I'm not mad at him Travis Scott gets that bag and then I hear that if you have a receipt people are selling the receipts on eBay for upwards of $100 because I guess the burger ran out in certain cities I, I don't know honey but the ver the burger is available here yeah it's literally a quarter pounder like I haven't ate one since probably like fourth grade I don't eat McDonald's hamburgers but yeah was, I'm like isn't this not just a quarter pounder and she was like, yeah. And I said, well, is the barbecue sauce? Because they're like, oh, it comes with barbecue sauce and french fries. So I'm thinking it's like a special barbecue sauce. So when I opened the bag, I said, well, this is the barbecue sauce I get every time. Because I always, because I don't, I don't use ketchup. People who know me, I'm a barbecue sauce person. I don't care if it's McDonald's, Wendy's, or if I'm at a sit-down restaurant. When I order fries, I always ask, can I get barbecue sauce? I'm not into ketchup. Um, so when we got the fries... I said, well, where's the special Travis sauce? You know, like, it doesn't say Travis on the sauce or nothing. Oh, it's just barbecue sauce. I said, well, he didn't invent this shit. I've been eating fries with barbecue sauce. Why is he coined the Travis Scott meal? I could have created this. <laughs> and these kids are like, you know, that's the power of marketing. This little boy done got me up, got me dressed, and forced me to go to McDonald's. The power of marketing. 
Yeah, I mean, I really thought it was going to be like some type of special sauce. It was a regular barbecue sauce that I've been eating since I was a teenager from, from McDonald's. So because it's not ketchup in the bag, now it's the Travis Scott meal. So instead of you using ketchup, you use barbecue sauce. Y'all got that from regular black folks. I remember it got so bad, one day I almost tried to fight this man at Wendy's, honey. So I'm, I'm pulling through the drive-thru. This is the difference between when you go and order in the hood versus the suburbs. So at the time, my mom was living in the suburbs. So there was a Wendy's out there. So when I would go to Wendy's in the suburbs, you'd be like, oh, let me get extra barbecue sauce. I like to get at least two because I like barbecue sauce. Let me get extra barbecue sauce. Okay, ma'am, no problem. They put three barbecue sauces in the bag. I said, okay, cool. So now like a week later, and I was in college at the time. So I just picked up my baby. And so we're heading back over north. But we stopped off in Frogtown so I could get some Wendy's. I hadn't eaten all day. So now I'm ordering my fries. And that's usually all I get from Wendy's. I get a fry and then I get like a, a shake, that little malt. So I get a little chocolate malt. And so I said, oh, let me get some extra barbecue sauce. This fool said 50 cent. I said, what? <laughs> you know, you're a broke college student. Plus, I'm a new mom. You know, I'm already struggling with money. I said, oh, hell no. Nah. I'm not paying 50 cent for that. And so he was like, well, the barbecue sauce is 25 cent a pop. So even the first one wasn't free. They was charging me a quarter for the first one. Man, I went off on dude. I went off. I was like, you know what? That is some bullshit. Y'all gonna sit here and charge me 50 cents for some barbecue sauce. But then when I'm in the suburbs, I can get three of them for free. Oh, I was hot. I was so hot. I know they were like, if this girl don't get up out of our drive-thru. <laughs> yep, my Earth Beauty Supply. Somebody here is from Minnesota. Yep, the one in Frogtown by Earth Beauty Supplies, honey. Yes, I went off. I was like, how dare you try to charge me 50 cents? And I didn't have it. I was broke. I, I really did not have the 50 cent. So I was hot. And he was like, well, there's nothing I can do. That's what, we, you know, we, we charge around here. So I was like, just give me some ketchup. <laughs> so I ended up just eating the fries at home with my own damn barbecue sauce in the refrigerator. Man, I was hot. Ain't no word. Yeah, you better think twice when you go to the hood to order stuff. They charge for every damn thing. You go to the suburbs, they just throw shit in there. Oh, you want extra soy sauce? Here you go. Go to the hood. Oh, let me get some extra soy sauce. Ten cents. I'm like, damn, for extra soy sauce? <laughs> yeah, I went off. Because mm -hmm. I'm thinking like 50 cents. I could order another thing of fries for an additional. You know, you add another 50 cents to that. I could get two fries. What the hell you mean 50 cents for a damn barbecue sauce? <laughs> I went off, honey. I eventually left the drive-thru. I was like, okay, I'm not going to win this argument. I'm out. Yeah, that was crazy. Let me see here. Um, Tay97 says, hey, T, you are amazing and speak truth to power. Pray for us here in Cali. I don't really go for white men like that, but after seeing Captain America in raw form, I might be down to swirl. Mmm. Okay, get it, Tay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for the super chat i appreciate it and yes cali is going through it right now cali is it oregon as well um the bay area them red moons and red suns and the red sky like i was showing everybody on instagram on and in discord art is it life life <laughs> Often imitates art. 
Isn't it funny that with all the red clouds and the red sky and everything, that orangey haze that's literally in Cali and Oregon, it looks like Blade, the movie Blade Runner, if you guys haven't seen that. So a lot of people are putting two and two together. That is very funny that that was a backdrop for Blade Runner, and now that's happening in 2020. So yeah, just, just stay safe. It's getting bad everywhere with this crazy weather. Um, Cindy says, sorry for blowing you up. My 22 year old nephew was shot and Danny Gonzalez signed with Mayweather. Please make a video on him. Been here since 2005. Love you T from crazy ass Cali. Thank you so much for the super chat. I did hear about that. I didn't know the whole backstory. I, I heard that a young man who was tied to Floyd Mayweather was shot. I'm going to say this. Um, Something ain't right. It's it's too many people that die around Floyd. And I don't know what that's about. And, and you know, condolences to your family because that was your nephew. But when I seen that, I got chills. I honestly did. Because I remember seeing the story. And it was just like a per, another person around Floyd done died. And a few months ago, remember, it was one of his ex-wives. But remember, years ago, I had did a video on Floyd Mayweather, he was on the phone with the young, with the, I forgot the dude he was on the phone with, but he ended up, it was a murder-suicide. He ended up killing the girlfriend, and he killed himself. And he was on the phone with Floyd Mayweather. He was signed to Floyd Mayweather's um, brand, the money team. So there's just always been like a lot of just really strange deaths around Floyd Mayweather, and I don't know what that's about. But I'm going to have to look more into that story. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. And condolences once again. Um, let's see here. Nova Pink says, T, you have, an ex- you have an extraordinary beauty. I love the hair. But all I see is that meme that you posted on IG of that dude that went through your wig closet. Man, that, what would we call him? Auntie Uncle? I didn't know what to think. But yeah, the wig looked like it came straight out my damn closet. Because I have to look twice like, damn, I do own that wig. I ain't even mad at you. I see why you rocking it. Pretty. <laughs> Had a full mustache and everything and a beard. Yeah, that meme was funny. That meme had me cracking up. The Mayweather character is a demon. Hmm. Didn't Floyd's uncle die recently? Yeah, I live in Oregon and the sky looks orange. And it smells like a campfire. All my quarter, hold on. All my clothes smell like smoke. I can't even get quarters for laundry. Wow. It's that bad, huh? What about Garcia Bouvet? Exit from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I had, I didn't even watch it with her. I'm not, I watched like the first early seasons of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I didn't watch hers. Um, y'all got me into the Real Housewives of Potomac. Now, I've been watching that. I caught up because y'all was like, oh, how you not going to watch that? But you watched the Real Housewives of Atlanta and New Jersey. The Potomac people kind of got on my nerves for a while. But then y'all was on me like, you need to watch it. So since we've been in, you know, quarantine, I've caught up. So now I'm on the final season. I'm, I'm up, to, up to speed. I really like the Real Housewives of Potomac. I don't know why Giselle's getting back with her, you know, her crazy ass ex-husband, Jamal Bryant, but good luck to them, you know, but I'm really liking it. I think the Wendy lady, she's adding a new spice to the show. 
So um, something about uh, baby Dean's father, Michael, something is very creepy about him. That whole Michael Ashley Derby situation, he gives me like really creepy tease. You know, the fact that he's always creeping on her and if you get him drunk enough, he'll tell you about his boyfriend. What what boyfriend? You got a whole wife and a new baby. What the fuck are you talking about? Something about him just don't sit well with me. He just seems like one of them old freaks that goes to like mansion parties in L.A. and has people do strange things to him. That's the vibe I get from him. Whatever. But I'm here for the show, though. Now, the show I really like this season that I watch, um... Married to Medicine LA. I like all of those ladies. I, I like them. I love the husbands. I felt like the show is very positive. You know, good imagery of black women, you know, working in the medical field or their husbands. You know, so I, I really enjoyed uh, Married to Medicine LA. I like that, honestly, better than the one in Atlanta. So I'm here for it. I can't wait for the next season. So yeah, I've been catching up on my little reality TV shows, honey. When I'm not watching the ID channel, I'm catching up. <laughs> um, let's see here. Brief from NYC says, hey, T, sending love. Thank you for the Zoom. I've always loved Chris Evans. McDonald's thinks they're slick with the Travis Scott meal, and a lot of people don't go to McDonald's like they used to. Right. That's exactly why they linked up with Travis Scott. Well, kudos to you, Travis Scott. You got me for my damn $6. I wasn't impressed by the meal, but again, I didn't eat it. My son ate it. He's a big Travis Scott fan. He liked it. So, you know, sometimes you do shit for your kids. Hey, I'm guilty. So, yeah, he had the Travis Scott burger, but I was not impressed. I was I was really expecting something more, you know, just more new. Like, you know, like don't name something after him and you're just giving people barbecue sauce with fries. I invented that shit. Not Travis. <laughs> Cut me a check, McDonald's. I'd have been gave y'all that recipe. <laughs> Monique Lowell sent $99.99. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you for coming through. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. This has been an awesome stream. I can't believe I've been on here for two hours, you guys. It doesn't even feel like it. Um, Mira's Closet says, hey, T, my name, oh, my name is Myra. Sending you love from Dublin, Ireland. Oh, thank you so much. It's always dope to see, like, people coming through from, like, overseas. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, let's see here. DJ E says, hey, T, I'm also from Cali. And yeah, we've been dealing with smoke and ash all week here in L.A. I don't remember it ever lasting this long. I think it's something deep. Oh, yeah. Um, that Discord group. And, you know, when I talk about my Discord, this is not me like trying to promote people or force people. You ain't got to do nothing you don't want to do. If you don't want to join the membership, if you don't feel like paying five, that's fine. But I'm, I'm still going to talk about my group because I fuck with my group. That's my group. But to everybody on Discord, man, the dialogue, it just blows me away. Like some nights I'll wake up and I'll just be going through the, a rabbit. See, I don't mind a rabbit hole if it's a rabbit hole of information. Like TikTok wasn't a rabbit hole of information. It was just a rabbit hole, just senseless shit. But in the Discord, like, I was in the strange weather, and I just love the fact, like, all the strange weather that y'all are posting in there, connecting. One of my, um, I can't think of your name, but she's from Cape Verde. Her family is. I had no idea there's a huge flood going on. There's, like, a global flood going on worldwide in so many different countries. 
We had people posting in there from India and Pakistan showing pictures of flooding that they're dealing with. So it's a lot of crazy stuff that is going on in this world with the weather. You know, there's people posting their own personal pictures from where they live in Cali and in Oregon, which is just, you know, which is, I feel bad, but it's awesome because we get to see it firsthand. So I just really love all the dialogue. Now, I did finally get the the balls because <laughs> there's certain, I, I get nervous to go into the paranormal room just because I have to mentally prepare myself for things I'm going to read and Stuff like that. So I did finally go into the paranormal room uh, last night. And so I did quite a bit of reading. So that was a really interesting room. And I will eventually come in there and tell y'all my own paranormal stories. I just haven't had the time to. But it was very interesting reading some of the things that you guys were saying. Um, You guys were talking about sleep paralysis. And I've been going through that since I was young. And it's the scariest thing. I haven't had it happen in a while. You know, knock on wood. Because I hate it. It's just the scariest thing when you can't get up. So I, I kind of felt like, wow, this is interesting to see other people talk about it too. You know, it used to be really bad when I was younger, but it's better now. And I remember the old folks would say, when you can't get up in the middle of the night, it's because a demon is sitting on your chest. I don't know about all that, but it's very scary. So I, was, I, I really liked that group. So it was really nice to just kind of go in there and read some of y'all's stories. And like I said, we don't judge people. Nobody's in there calling you crazy or, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's been dope. When I can't sleep, honey, I'm in my Discord reading. So let's see here. But, yeah, I'm going to have another one, I'm Nunu. So I'm going to do another Zoom meeting. And this time, like I was saying at the beginning of the stream, we'll be able to have 500 people. So once I post the link, if you're available, make sure you register. Um, we decided as far as, like, when we do the dance parties, like the music, um, we're going to do a poll so you guys can decide what music y'all want to hear for that week. So let's say it's like nineties music or, you know, more modern, like billboard top 20. We'll have different things and, you know, people will decide if you're not into more modern music, you should not be in that zoom. Don't come. And then you you're complaining when I'm playing NBA young boy, like there's going to be more modern music. If you're more old school, then go to the old school parties. Don't be in the new school with the young folks crying and complaining. We're not here for that. We're here to have a good time. So I'll keep you all posted and we're working on the polls. So all that stuff will be coming. But before we do the music and, you know, because I still got a DJ, um, we'll be doing the games. So there'll be like different trivia. So if there's certain ones that you really want to join, we'll do a poll for that. Like these are the trivia games coming up. You know, we're going to do a Marvel one. We're going to do one on conspiracies. We're going to do one on fast food. So there'll be like just different games. So if you're not into Marvel, then you may not want to join, you know, that Zoom. You know, if you're not into like fast food questions, you know, so you can pick different ones. So you don't have to feel like you have to be at every Zoom meeting. So it's just as you're available. So, yeah, I'm super excited. Um, Let's see here. Okay, I've been on two hours. I'm a, it's ready. It don't even feel like it. it's only 4.30. I feel like just staying on here longer. But I don't want the stream to be so long on the playback. Um, Mel, uh, Melvin Elephant says, speaking of McDonald's tea, why do you think Chick-fil-A has passed McDonald's in popularity? I know it's a random question. Um, I think their customer service is what really helped. McDonald's has a really nasty reputation 
of like, you know, some of their workers, not everybody, but some of their workers having attitudes. Then you see the viral videos of folks fighting and acting a fool. There's always mess and fuckery attached to McDonald's and Walmart. Okay. So I think that's why a lot of people are like, you know what? McDonald's a little bit too, you know, ratchet. It's always some mess. We'd rather go to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A has a better reputation. Their customer service is really good. I stopped by there one day, once again, fries. I order the fries and I order like a lemonade. And it's just very nice customer service. Everybody sounds like they want to be there. Like, oh, hi, you know, welcome to Chick-fil-A. And how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? You know, I like conversation like that in the drive-thru. I don't want to. Next. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me. Next. Okay. Calm down. Shit. <laughs> you know, so I think that's the main difference is customer service. You know what I'm saying? I don't want somebody to keep yelling at me. Okay. Let me decide. I don't know the damn menu by heart. So I think that's why Chick-fil-A has grown more in popularity, to be honest with you. Customer service, you know? <laughs> oh, let's see here. Uh, Tatiana Richards sent $50. Thank you so much. She says, just sending you love from Dallas, Texas. Thank you so much, sis. I really appreciate it. Um, definitely hang in there with hurricane season. It's not over yet. We've had so many tropical storms this season. We're talking about that in the weather um, discord part. They are almost running out of names. Okay, that's how bad this tropical season has been. Even overseas, like I was talking about earlier with the flooding, lots of typhoons hitting China. I mean, there's like global flooding going on. So hopefully we won't have any more, you know, too bad hurricanes hitting the states. So definitely stay safe out there. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, Let's see here. I had a McDonald's problem last winter. Went to Mickey D's yesterday. Manager remembered when I told the cashier the manager was buying my lunch. Oh, that's what's up. That's good. There's not there's nothing like good customer service, you know, and that's a very important part of business is customer service. Because when one thing I learned is when somebody has a bad experience, they're going to tell a minimum of 10 people. And then those 10 people are going to feel some type of way and negativity spreads. So you always want to make sure that your customer service is up to par because if they have, if somebody has good customer service, they're also going to tell, you know, 10 to 20 people. And that's going to make people like, oh, wow, they're okay. So they treat people. Okay. Well, cool. Let me go ahead and check that out. So yeah, customer service is very key. I'm very big on that. Somebody said Hurricane Shanene. <laughs> you notice the hurricanes always have like Latino names, you know, or Spanish names, you know, like they don't ever have any hood names. Okay. Where is Hurricane Rakim? Okay. Can we get a Hurricane Rakim? <laughs> That'd be interesting. There's a Hurricane Rakim. He's picking up speed in the Atlantic. I would laugh if I heard that. I really would. Let's see. Um... Tom Tim says, did you hear about the Nigerian pastor that killed his wife? Okay, now, first of all, somebody else sent a super chat. They said it was a Ghanaian pastor. Now, you're saying it's a Nigerian pastor. Either way, I haven't heard of him, but I'm going to Google. I got I to, gotta, like, figure out this story. This has to be pretty serious. Thank you so much for the super chat, too, by the way. This has to be very serious. I got to definitely look at that. So, you guys, this has been fun. 
It's been two hours and two minutes. I hope you guys enjoyed this Sunday stream. Thank you for spending time with me today. You know what I'm saying? We made it through. Not too many issues, so I'm happy about that. So I'm going to go ahead and get ready to log off here. Um, oh, yeah, it was one more thing I want to talk about. I got to talk on this. Hopefully you guys don't mind. Um, Travis Timmons, thank you for the $20. I appreciate it. He says, love the Zoom meeting. Keep doing you. Good. I'm so happy. And we're going to have more. Okay, let's talk about this real quick. Do y'all mind? Y'all got to go. Hurricane Laquisha. <laughs> Can y'all give me five more minutes? Five? Okay. Okay, cool. Give me five, because I, I have to talk about this. It's in my notes. I got so sidetracked looking at that damn peen. Oh, Captain. Damn it. I'm just kidding. But um, let me see here. Okay. I got to talk about this, because it's, it, it's, it's really, it really bothered me. So yesterday I took my youngest son to McDonald's. So on the way there, I'm talking, I'm asking him, I said, okay, so how is school? Like, how are you really liking it with everything that's changed? Because I noticed he, he doesn't have that same happiness. Not, you know, and he's a teenager, so, you know, they, they have different moods. But when he started school last year in eighth grade, it was like, you know, it was 50 miles a minute on the first day of school. And we did this, and I ran into such and such. And, you know, it was like an excitement. I didn't get this. These last few days, it's just almost like a, a stress and, a, you know, like, you know, how you can just tell, like, your kid is not feeling something. Right. And I don't know if you guys who are parents have peeped that with your own children. So me and him got the talk and I said, well, how is this for you? Like mentally, how, how, how is this? Is it the same? He said, no. He said, I don't like it. He said, it's nothing like how it was last year. So this is what they're doing. So he's going to school, I believe, two to three days a week. So they split the school up into two groups. So you have group A and group B. He's in group A. So group A goes, I don't know, like Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, group B, Monday, Wednesday, something, however they got it broke up, right? The times that they're not in school, they're at home doing Zoom, you know, uh, school, right? He said the first day of school, of course, was confusing because it's your first day of high school. You're trying to figure stuff out. Everybody has to wear a mask. If your mask even falls in your no-shows, you will get yelled at in class or otherwise. In one class, there's only four people in the whole class. They're in class now for an hour and 45 minutes. They have only three classes the whole Eight hours, at, well, the whole six hours they're at school. They have three classes, and they're in each class almost two hours, right? But that's not the worst. In class, they're not allowed to eat or drink anything. They have to keep their mask on the whole time for two hours straight per class, which means for six hours, he literally has his mask on his face, and he cannot eat or drink anything, not even water. They shut all the water fountains off at the school. So kids are not allowed to use the water. He gets to eat at like around 1245 an hour before he comes home. And the school lunch. Thank you, Miss Obama. Okay, those Michelle Obama lunches are shit and have been shit for years. That's the only thing that pisses me off with Michelle. Other than that, I love her. But her lunch initiative program was crap. 
before this, kids ate really good meals at school. The the hell, because I, I used to go to eat lunch with my kids when they were in elementary school. And sometimes they'd be eating better than what we were eating at the house. Like, damn, all I made was top ramen. Y'all got mashed potatoes and turkey legs and greens and stuffing. I didn't cook all that today. You know, but yeah, she really messed up the school lunch for y'all who don't know. Jacked it up. Literally, like, these kids will be given two chicken nuggets, uh, a scoop of fruit, and milk. And that's their lunch. Okay? So, it just really bothers me, like, what is this doing to our kids? Like, I've just noticed how his attitude has just been so, like, sad. You can't talk to each other. And then the way they got the lunchroom, they got desk. So they have desk and everybody is six feet apart. And then, you know, with these masks, you're muffled. So you're like, what you say? What you say? I can't hear you. So it's like nobody can hear anybody. So they're literally six feet apart eating in silence. It's just, it's, this is not normal. Then he said, because I thought this was just for the babies because my little nephew told me this, but I thought it was just for the elementary school kids to keep them in order. So now how they have it is you can only walk one way. So traffic goes one way this way and one way that way, right? But I thought it was for the elementary. What, what my oldest son told me, well, the younger son, what he said is that, no, they're doing it in the high schools too. He said on the first day of school, he missed his classroom. So as he's walking, he walked past the classroom and he got to the next door and he went to turn around. And, you know, human nature, if you pass something, you just turn around. They stopped him. The teachers were like, no, you cannot turn around. You have to keep going. He had to walk around the whole school to come back to the classroom that he missed. What like what is this? What are y'all doing to our kids? This is not school. That's the penitentiary. Like. This is not okay to me. Like, when he was telling me that, that shit, like, really made me sad. Like, it really made me depressed. Like, wow. You're, like, because I think back to me, like, people who know me, like, I have to drink water all the time. Like, I have to stay hydrated. Like, I got a water bottle, got my tea. Like, people who know me, that's why I got to pee all the damn time. Because I drink so much water. I could not imagine being in school and you're telling me that I cannot do something as simple as taking a sip of water. From my water bottle. So these kids are stuck in class for an hour and 45 minutes and they can't eat or drink anything except during lunch. They can't even stop in the hallway and get a sip of water. How is that healthy for these kids? Thank you. This is nothing but programming. This is not cool. And it's not just his school. It's every school that's doing the hybrid. In Minnesota, and like I had to tell them because they're, you know, of course, the first thing you want to get mad is that at the teachers. And I said, this is beyond the teachers. <clears throat> this is not coming from the teachers because the teachers can't eat and drink either. The one teacher he has, she says she's not coming to school. So they're literally, it's four of them in the classroom watching her on a, on a screen at home. It's like, this is not teaching. And there's another teacher that's in there to just babysit the four kids while they watch the teacher talk for an hour and a half on a Zoom monitor. Like this is, I just, it's, it's awful. This is not good, you guys. This is not good at all. He is 14, so he's gone through, from kindergarten through ninth grade. And he's just so shell-shocked by just his first week at school. 
because he knows what he had before this whole C, you know, C-19. Imagine the kindergartners and the first graders, the, the babies, they're conditioning them to think like prisoners. You walk down this hallway, if you miss your class, you have to walk around the whole school to come back. This is not a freeway. It's a school. Yeah, I'm disturbed. I'm, I don't know if you guys have are dealing with this in y'all school systems. Now, I'll say this. The hood kids, they shut down all the hood schools. So all the schools in St. Paul and Minneapolis, they're not doing hybrid. They have to do distance learning. The suburb schools, they had the option to do half hybrid, half distance. Because I can't see the hood kids. They, they would have been rioted and revolted. I can't eat no chips. I can't drink no pop. You got me effed up. Like it just would have been a big headache in the in the hood schools. So I see why they just have them sitting at home. But this is not cool for the ones who have to do the hybrid learning. So at this point, I'm trying to figure out, do I keep him in the school? You know, because I thought it was going to be back to normal. I thought, okay, well, fine, they have to wear a mask all day. At least they'll still be around other kids. They get to socialize. They kind of have some type of normalcy besides just sitting here in the house doing social distance learning. But what I'm, what I'm, what he's telling me and what the other kids are telling me, no, that's not, that's not cool with me. Like, to me, that, like, you're preparing my child for the penitentiary. You're preparing my child to take strange orders, to not be able to eat and drink. These, they're going to get sick. They're not able to stay hydrated. And, and, you know, imagine if you had to take medicine. You know, I had to take medicine in high school. So they have, the kids are having to sneak in the bathroom to eat snacks. In between, you know, walking to their next class, they're dipping off in the bathroom, you know, eating a quick snicker bar. That's so That's very, you know, not hygienic. Eating in a dirty bathroom. This isn't cool, man. It isn't cool at all. So I told him, I said, you know, let me know what you want to do. I said, if you want to just stay home and do the whole distance learning, at least here in the house, you can be hydrated. You can have food. You can get up and walk around. But I, I don't like that. I don't like that. He's like, nobody can talk to each other in class because you have a mask on and they're so far apart. You can't even hear what the person is saying. So there's no there's no communication. There's no Real human interaction. So you're literally going to have a bunch of just depressed kids at these schools. Because it's not how it was before this whole C-19. So yeah, this is like really, it just, it really disturbed me and my homegirls. <laughs> That's a meme, y'all. Bella Nocha. Ugh, I just, I don't like it. Oh, let me see here. Deshaun, let me see what you're saying. She said, I'm an elementary school teacher. Second grade in our school is like that too. Right. And it's not normal. And I feel so bad for the teachers because I had to explain to them, you know, it's very easy for the kids to get mad at the teachers. Like, you know, why would you tell me I have to walk around the school when literally the class is two steps away? But like I told them, like, this is not even the teachers doing. This is coming down from the government. And if they get caught breaking that, they can get in trouble. Some of the teachers like, you know, I don't care about y'all eating in class, but I can't risk it because if if we get caught or if word gets out, I'm going to be in big trouble. So it's not fair to the teachers either. So I. 
it's very scary, you guys. It, I just feel like we just live in a whole new world, and this is not normal. If this is the new normal, I don't want it. It's not normal. Even yesterday when I went to the comedy show, it's just it's just weird. Everybody's just in there in masks, and then it was dinner and the show. So it's just like we're still in here eating. Eventually, you got to take the mask off to eat. It, it just doesn't make sense. So they can eat in the lunchroom and take the mask off, but there's only four kids in the classroom, and they're literally like in each corner of the room, and they can't eat in there? It just does not make any logical sense. Um, let me read some of these super chats here. Um, Cherie Everett says, thank you for the Sunday tea. You are more than welcome. Thank you for stopping through, and thank you for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Um, Calvin Ferguson says, I just found out you were live, but I'm here. I will most definitely watch later in full. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you, Calvin. Thank you for coming through. I appreciate this. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, that just, it made, it made me really sad. Like that really like affected me. Who's telling me this? Cause I knew something was wrong. Cause you know how you ask your kids like, well, how was the first day of school? And there was like, there was just no excitement there. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, it's the first day of high school, you know, it's it's a little bit different. We're in weird times. But um nah. Not what he told me. What he finally broke down and told me. I'm not feeling that at all. And this is a kid who is into sports, you know? So he eats every like damn hour. So to go from eating constantly and snacking and stuff to not being able to eat anything or drink, you know, it's one thing that I want them to eat. But to say that a child can't hydrate themselves for y'all to shut off all the water fountains? What if there's an emergency? Like, that is really scary. Um, Malaysia says robots become more human and humans become like robots. Preparing them for reprogramming, it's inhumane. Thank you so much. That's how I feel. I feel like this is a bigger agenda. There's nothing normal about that. For you to tell a child that if they miss their classroom door, they have to walk around the entire school? That is insane. And they're training the babies. Like I said, this is starting from kindergarten to the high schools. So my my nephew who's in second grade is like, yeah, we have to walk only one way. And if we move over to the other lane, we get in trouble. We have to only walk single file around the school. What? DC sent $20. He says, longtime tea sipper, I am a teacher, and I advise parents to keep their kids at home and find other ways for socialization. I told them school is not the same, and it will be similar to a prison format. Wow. Thank you for that, and, and thank you for your hard work as a teacher. You know, I, I love and I appreciate teachers. I have friends who are teachers. You know, I have family who works in the school system, so thank you so much. Yeah, this is, this is not the same. This is not the same. So if your kids are going to a hybrid learning school, really talk to them. Because I think the kids are scared to be honest. Because like I said, I kind of had to like bribe him with damn Travis Scott. <laughs> like, okay, let's go to McDonald's. And it was like, tell me for real, like, how, how do you feel about this? Like, what are they doing in the schools? I'm really curious. Well, you know, it's okay. It's boring. I said, well... School will be boring because you guys are kids and kids always think school is boring. That's superficial. What is going on in the school? And then it's like he just started telling me everything that he's been holding in all week. 
So I guess I want to just kind of stay a little bit later to tell you guys, if you have children who are doing this hybrid learning, really talk to them because this is what they're doing nationwide. It's not just a Minnesota thing. This is being handed down from the government on how they have to run the schools. Like one of the teachers just said, they're running it like a prison format. So if it's not going to get better, I'm going to just pull him out and he can just do the, the homeschooling, um, the, the, the distance learning. Because at least he's here amongst family and he's able to eat and drink and at least socialize with us, you know, to be in a classroom where you can't even talk to your friends. It's sick. Yeah, it just, it really bothered me, especially, like I said, he's in ninth grade, so that's a big change for him. But when I think about the little babies, you know, the kindergartners. And that's such a tumultuous time, you know, kindergarten, you're away from your parents, you're trying to, you know, just figure out this new environment and you have to wear a mask, you're looking at your teacher with a mask, students, you're walking in this line, like they're reprogramming these kids. The younger ones, like I said, even my little nephew was kind of like, yeah, we have to walk. It's not like last year, we have to walk and we have to have a mask, you know, and he's only been in school, what, a year and a half, a year, two years, well, kindergarten, for, yeah, he's in second grade. So he's been in school two years, and even he's worried. So imagine a kid who's been in school, you know, now they're in the ninth grade. So, yeah, it's a lot. Um, Man, this is just too much. I can't imagine what it's like for, uh, it, I can't imagine it would be like this six years ago. It's hard because my daughter hasn't been able to interact with other kids since being home. Yeah, love says pull them out. Yeah. Yeah, once I found that out, I was just like, yeah, this is, I, I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that. I, I just feel like, I almost feel like they're trying to make the kids so uncomfortable with them not being able to eat and drink anything. And if they even, if their mask even slips, they're in trouble. I think they're trying to make it so uncomfortable that the kids are finally like, I just want to stay home and do distance learning. And the parents end up pulling the kids out. I feel like this is what they're trying to do. They want everything. They want us to be isolated. They don't want that human interaction anymore. They want everything to be done socially, you know, and that chip is coming. The, the, we talked about this in the discord and on Instagram, you know, now um, Sweden let me show y'all this on my Instagram. They're basically out of cash. They're officially now a cashless society in Sweden. And now they are lining up to put the chip in their hand, to get it in their hand. Let me go ahead and show you guys this really quick. This is really disturbing. So this was what I posted yesterday. So in Sweden, cash is almost extinct. And people implant microchips into their hands to pay for things. This says Swedes get futuristic high-tech implants in their hand to replace cash and credit cards, eliminating the coronavirus contact. And you see this man screaming here. So it's obviously painful. It's just really disturbing. And that's that's the picture here of the hand. Let's see if I can bring it down a bit. And you can see the implant. So this is what I wrote on Instagram. I said, I've been telling y'all for months the reason why they're making a coin shortage and burning cash paper is because this is a global reset. We are going to be a cashless society soon, and they are preparing everybody for the mark of the beast. The Swedes are already jumping to have a chip implanted in their hand. 
in the guise of helping combat the spread of the C-19. It's sad how they're trying to normalize this. This is why they're making so many movies and TV shows about merging man with machine. It's called the transhumanist agenda. They want to normalize this and the, and the C virus. And the C virus was a perfect way to usher it in. But don't mind me. I'm crazy as fuck. <laughs> and I'll probably get another lovely T2002. You'll be banned email from Instagram. Because they threaten me like once a week. Instagram constantly sends me threats to delete my page. I'm posting too much stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm used to it now. So, like I said, if they delete my page, I'm just going to be on Discord. I'm not going to create another page. So, hopefully they don't. You know, I don't want to be deleted because I do like Instagram and I've built a lot of relationships in my DMs. But, you know, when I feel it in my spirit to post the truth, I'm going to post it. So, I, I don't know. I don't know how to not post, you know. It just sucks. Um, let me see here. Let's see if I can. Looks like my thing froze. Hold on. Um, Suzanne, I think you're from Norway. You sent an okay knock money. She sent $150. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming through. Um, let's see here. And Moose says, destroying the old world to build the new. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I definitely agree. So, you guys, on that note, I appreciate you guys spending the Sunday with me. Sorry, I kind of went over the five minutes that I asked for. Now it's been two hours and almost 30 minutes. So I'm definitely going to jump off of here. But um, I just had to have that discussion because it was on my mind. So I didn't want to leave without talking about the school system. So, again, if your children are doing hybrid learning, please talk to them because I see this affecting a lot of children's mental health because I can see how it's affected his mental health. And I'm not here for that. So I think... I mean, unless something changes, you know, by next week, I'd rather have him home just learning here. I'm not going to have my child in class passing out because he can't eat and he can't drink and he has to go to the to the nasty bathroom to try and, you know, sneak a sip of water. That's not cool with me at all. So on that note, you guys, oh, you appreciate me. I appreciate you guys, too. So once again, thank you for spending this whole two and a half hours with me. Um, I will also post this on the podcast for the truck drivers so that way they can listen to this as well. So thank you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll talk to you guys probably. I'll probably make another video um, either tomorrow or Tuesday. So make sure you guys, t uh, you know, stay tuned. And um, again, if you haven't, if you're interested, definitely join the Discord. Um, we're going to make this as interactive as possible. So once again, thank you guys for the support. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.